Okay, let's get started. Welcome to episode four of the Track Chats podcast. Today we have two, what do we call you, ex-high jumpers, uh, ex-jumpers? Ex, ex we call former. Former, yeah, former. former that's it, that's a good way to put it. Yeah. We've got two former high jumpers yeah. and one of them was a bit of a mixed high jumper, triple jumper, sprints. Mm-hmm. UFC bullfighting specialist, <laughs> bit of everything. It is Grant Zalek and Claire Gibson. Uh, you may have heard them uh, because they were very good athletes. Um, so very excited to get into this one. Chris, what about you? Yeah, very excited. Thanks for coming on, guys. Nice to meet you both. Yeah, yeah happy to be here. And to hear, hear the insights into your career and kind of post athletics as well. So yeah, absolutely. Let's do it. Let's dive straight in. Welcome to the Track Chats podcast. Peter Ball strikes for home. Clark's having a great race and she's going to automatically qualify. Estronopoulos, also known as the Greek God. Nina Kennedy clearing 481. The Dunder League title here. Here comes Brisbane, ladies and gentlemen. Good start there by Crutton from Western Australia. She's running away with this one. Thomas Marshall wins a gold medal. He is a big time performer. Grant and Claire, um, give us a little bit of background about yourself in terms of uh, what you did in athletics, PBs, all of that sort of thing, events, the whole, the whole lot. Um, so I started athletics when I was 13, seriously. I uh, broke my first record when I was 13, jumped 174, pretty happy about that. You were at No, I was at Hammersley. Hammersley, okay. Yeah, 174 yeah. at 13. That's not bad. That's not that's bad at all. Yeah, that's pretty, pretty good. good. good jump. Yeah, what so, were you doing at 13? <laughs> 65, I think. Like, yeah, I think I remember about that. You would have been. I jumped 165 when you were doing that, like, comp for you to go. Was it Columbia for World on 20s? Remember how you had to jump? Oh, that was a um, like pre departure comp? Yeah, your pre departure comp. So I jumped 165 in, like, in the middle of the off season. Anyway, it doesn't matter. Sorry, continue, Grant. I'll clean up the Oh, you're a loser. <laughs> um, yeah, no, that's how I got into it. I, uh, I was, I was training with Dad for a little bit. Uh, jumped one sixty that season. Um, Shout out to Bozalik. Yeah, kept on going up. Um, and then after the fellowship for a couple of days, and I think it was two weeks later, got a fourteen centimeter PB. Broke the record. Was held by a guy called Jay Burson, who played for the Eagles. I'm lucky, um, Jay. Yeah, yeah, pretty yeah, decent athlete. Um, and yeah, went to state champs three weeks later, took the dub, uh, made my first West Aussie team uh, for Singapore, got a bronze there, I think. Um, the last trip? Yeah, yeah, the last like, trip. Right, trips. Yeah, yeah they were fun, they were fun. I think one of those ones. You learn a lot in airplanes, I'll tell you that much. Good to hear that you've been listening to previous episodes. I caught with Brez last night, he was telling me all about it. Oh, nice. <laughs> nice, Brez. Okay. Yeah, he can't tell you about it. <laughs> um, <laughs> what? I don't know what that means, but, um, but it's all good. That's another Brez kind of comment there. Yeah. <laughs> just, no, this is Aaron, this is actually Aaron Brez in 2.0 right here. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah, I just kept on moving from there. Uh, stayed with my father until I was uh, 17 and switched over to Grant Ward. I jumped 212 with my father. Uh, did that at under 18 all schools, um, really good year. 
Um, moved to Grant Ward, had a bit of a down year. Uh, following year, jumped 221, and that was my uh, PB. Um, so I did that when I was 20 years old. Uh, made World Unis that year. Uh, that was my second Aussie team after Commutes. Um, actually, third Aussie team. And then Oceania? The others? Oceania, yeah. yep, yep. Um, and then also made Oceania's that year, which I didn't go to, uh, just because they wanted me to pay for it. I was like, no, nah, screw you guys. All <laughs> good. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, yeah, no, went over to the US from there. Uh, ended up switching over to triple jump. I just didn't have the best year in high jump. So switched over to triple jump for the following two years. Uh, really had ambitions to be a 16 meter triple jumper and 220 high jumper. I thought that'd be pretty cool on the resume. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I finished up there recently uh, and called it a day on the career. That's it. Yeah. Goodness <laughs> me. It's just, it's just like all these, you know, pretty, yeah. pretty impressive achievements. Yeah. And then to say, you know what? I'm good. That's, we'll dive into that later. Yeah, but I'm just yeah. like, that just blows my mind. Um, but obviously you have your reasons. And yeah. We've talked about that before. What about you, Claire? Me? So what sort of... I started Little A's uh, under 11. Broke my arm in gymnastics, said... Bye bye to that. Never um, straighten it. So mum was pretty happy to see me gone. But uh, never say so you never straightened your arm. I could never. I still can't fully straighten it. It's better to. It looks it's, pretty it straight looks, to me. It looks But like you can't. Most people can like you can kind of slightly happen. Where did you break? You break at the elbow or something? Right in the growth plate. Yeah, so I pulled right. out of a back salt and a tumble. And Why then, don't you have like one really small arm then? I know they sh- they should have been. Yeah, yeah but that would have been, been hilarious. Well, why can you straighten it in your arm? I actually can't. Oh. <laughs> oh, that's so cute, guys. <laughs> but I did that, so gymnastics was done. Couldn't do monkey bars as an 11 year old. That kind of sucked, so, you know. But got into the little A's, spent maybe a year there. Uh, everyone that. kind of sucked. <laughs> um, <laughs> so I moved, I moved myself up after a year and a half. So I was actually running with Lenny. Uh, all through from age 13, uh, mainly just, just running and wasn't that great at it. You know, when everyone, you kind of, everyone's fast and then you stop getting faster and everyone else just keeps going. So that was me. So, but I loved it. Just ran and then went over to under 14s, one out of nowhere. I had no idea. I jumped a PB, I think seven centimeter PB, jumped 65, um, won that comp. And I think I was like, what just happened? So from that, I was just kind of like, yeah, keep running, you know, no coach or nothing, just having, having fun with high jump. Um, Nenad came down one day, mid-session, I remember I was running 200 reps. <laughs> nice. I love, then, I love it how Nenad just like, yeah. like does his little sharking. No, this, the, this man slides yeah. in and I'm, when I'm dying, end of the 200 rep, hands on my knees. Hello, I'm Nenad. Do you want to come join my high jump group? And I was like, first of all, I'm dying, like let me be second of all now nah, i'm good running so i think he asked me three times he came down over the next couple months three times just coming down asking introducing and then she's kind of like you know what i suck at running like i'm 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 shit so let's give it a shot so i swapped over um i think i was 13 oh i think it was like 13 14 um and was with him so i was youngest all the girls were like nine years older than me at the time that were training so i was this little young in, in amongst them Really cool group, um, but yeah, trained with them and was with him f- pretty much all the way through. So I left to America, um, jumped a one eighty in how old was I? Yeah, don't you hold the record? Some sort of state. I own the state record. Yeah, well, state is record. It under under sixteen. Yeah. yeah. So actually, I jumped. I think I had a one sixty nine PB going into that season. 
two weeks oh. before nationals, Jeez. pulled out a 175, which was we were kind of waiting for a long time coming. Um, and then I just somehow pulled out a 180 at competition at nationals. Like I, I don't, don't know how, but it happened and there we go. Sure, so that a, took the win at nationals. Oh, 100%. Yeah, that was – I mean, I had a bit of a fight. 100%. 100%. I had a bit of a fight, but uh, <laughs> under 16, that was, that was decent. Uh, that, that was up in Townsville. Good. But now so then went up to uh, World Under 18s in the year after, a few years after. What was that? Why was this blurry? Uh, 2015? Yeah, 2015. Yes. Yeah, World Under 18s. So that was a good one. Yeah. I actually made um, another one before but broke my ankle, so that was good. But no, I did World Under 18s. I've never heard of that. Yeah, I had a good stress fracture. I was on a. What bone? I don't even know. I was too young. I don't remember. Surely not the navicular. You just hear fractured bone and you just go, "Eh." Mm, I did it on a takeoff jump. We're down in Bunbury. Okay. okay. But no, World Under 18s. And then, yeah, came back, Miss World Juniors by uh, one week. I spent the whole season trying to get it and I jumped, the, I think it was two weeks after they closed the date, I jumped the qualifying standard, but it was too late, didn't go. So that was a pretty tough moment, bittersweet. But yeah, it was, um, that was kind of a highlight for me. And then I, I qualified for World Unis a year, but decided I had either America or World Unis to go to and chose America and off I went. So, What's the thing with deciding between World, world unis, unis and America? Can, can you not like... You can, go but to it was difficult. And then go to America after that. I could, but I guess what I was dealing with, so, you know, finished season, finished on a 183. Um, it was probably the best season I had to date. Um, and that's I, your, is that your PB? That's PB, that? 183. Um, qual- so qualified for World Unis, but it was at that point, it was, I had to be over there, I think, early or mid August. And the timing of World Unis and the training there just didn't really match up. So, given the big move and all of that, it was kind of like, got to choose one or the other. At that point, I thought, you know what, there'll be other opportunities if I want to do it. Like, let's just go over and start this. So that's what I did. That's pretty big. And that was Kansas State. Kansas yeah. State. That was um, a pretty cool story, actually, that one. Do you want to tell it? Yeah, I was sitting. Go for it. <laughs> never, you know, everyone gets it. You get all the recruits, people coming in saying, pay us five, ten grand, whatever. So I was kind of like, no, nah, I'm not interested. Um, and then one day I had this message from this guy on Instagram and I had no idea who he was. Turns out he was a former athlete of Cliff Revelto's and had just been come across one of my videos and was like, hey, like, seen you jumping. Have you ever thought about the US? And I was like, I think he said Kansas State even. And he was like, and I was like, no, no, like, not really. Um, and he was like, just spilling out all about the school. Like, this guy's like 40 years old. Well, tell him who uh, Cliff Revelto is. I'll get that. Yeah, yeah, I don't really know who that is, but continue. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, I mean... Cliff Revelto is one of the world's in, – in the high jump world, he's probably one of the most renowned high jump coaches. He's got multiple – he's got a world champion, Olympic champion. Um, so Jesse Williams and Eric Carnard. Yeah. They're his two top. That. He's had, you know – You should know this. Probably should. Yeah, yeah female well, jumping yeah. 198. Like he's got some big, big names under his belt, no, multiple yeah. NCAA champions. So when he said that, first I'd heard of him and I was like, oh, okay, cool. Maybe I'll just send him an email. So I wrote up an email with just like my name, you know, basic stats. Here's a couple of jumps. Here's my PB. 10 minutes later, it's I think like 1.30 a.m. in Kansas time. I get it like 15 minutes. I get an email rack saying, let's get on a call. And I was like, shit. All right. So I get on a call with this man and he's, you know, just explaining about school. And little did I know, like a month later, he's flying out to Perth to meet me. He flew he all the way from Kansas, <laughs> nice, yeah. Kansas in America. And he flew out, yeah. So that was 
unexpected. I yeah, usually think is. you go over there and uh, he came out here. So I was like, all right, sure, we get to stay. Because I said, you know, with nationals going on, I couldn't exactly fly. So he came out. Um, I met him and, I mean, it seemed like a pretty damn good fit at the time. Like it was it was a wicked opportunity, um, full scholarship available. So I got offered that and I said, you know, I'll wait till the nationals is over and finish that season. I was like, you know what, let's do it. So it was a process. I had to sit the SATs, I think, with six days notice. Um, been out of school for a year and a half. That was fun. <laughs> I got told I needed a 600, which is basically an IQ of like a two-year-old to be able to get into the school. So that was good. Oh, that was pretty bad. Great rap that. on candy. <laughs> 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 but yeah, so sat that I had to do a semester of uni, pass my units, did that, and then off we went in August. So it was a bit of a whirlwind. We went from no clue about the US to going in about a, a month and a half. Told mum, hey mum, moving to the US. She was a bit surprised, and uh, but she took it like a champ. So <laughs> yeah, and that's that's the story. That's the story. That's how I got over there. That's, yeah, yeah, I kind of like knew the basics of your story, but I didn't know the, you know, the whole thing. Yeah. Um, but I do know that your story to the US is slightly different, isn't it? The whole process. Because I know that you are very much so, Claire, you are very into the, not anti, but sort of like, don't go with an agent. Yeah. They're a waste of money. And you're always saying, Mate, go with an agency. They will do everything for you. Just pay them like your mortgage and like don't just pay. Yeah, you're like as much as they want, just give it to them. Sort of, not really, but um, yeah. So I do go with an agent. Uh, I actually I didn't have to pay for it. Um, so he reached out to me and pretty much said we're looking to get into the Aussie market. And I was like, yeah, right, oh, cool. So uh, hopped on board with him, um, and he kind of uh, gave me a list of 20, 20 schools, twenty universities over there. And he pretty much said, which ones do you want to go to? Like, right, oh, cool. So Chris crossed out the ones I didn't want. He contacted the rest. Um, and he just made the process really, really simple for me. And it's a lot of schools that probably wouldn't have replied if I sent them an email. Um, so when I first got over there, I was looking at a school called Virginia Tech. Um, really good coach over there, a uh, Polish dude. Really, really cool guy. Uh, went on a visit over there, so they actually fly you over. So flew over there, went to UTSA, uh, which I ended up going to college at, and went to Virginia Tech, and decided I actually wanted to go to Virginia Tech. Um, <laughs> Interesting. And so yeah, I, I went through that entire process. I really liked college. Uh, if you ever look at the indoor track, it's it's an amazing, amazing college. Like the track's amazing. They have a full gym that's twice the size of weights, full indoor track, two outdoor tracks. Yeah. And how many how many tracks do you need? Oh my goodness! You got yeah. more yeah. tracks in a town than well, we have in so the entire yeah. state of WA. I, yeah, yeah, that's too true. Yeah. It's unreal. Reading, I I had five tracks within fifteen minutes of me. Because like high schools have tracks. That's over insane. There. Yeah, and yeah, they're like nice. proper like yeah. good quality like track. It's unreal. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Perf yeah. on the infield, so you can do plyo. Yeah. I, I could work. I could walk to two tracks. So that's just how it is over there. It's like natural sport. Go you run um, up one track and jump on the other. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, so committed to them and went through this entire process. Uh, they kept on telling me to do things. Uh, so I had to get accepted. I had to sit my uh, GMAT, which is like the uh, graduate version of the SAT. Um, went through all these steps, got all the way to the point where I was accepted and pretty much ready to go. All I needed was them for them to send me a document so I could get my visa and I would have been on my way. 
And I got a call from the guy, the coach, apologizing to me. And he said, look, we can't actually take you this semester. And I was like, really? Like, what, what do you mean? And he says, yeah, no, we've, uh, we've overspent our budget. We, uh, we can't take you, but we'll take you next semester. And so I called up my agent and I was like, what the hell is this? Like, what, what's going on? And he pretty much told me, screw them. Do not go there. That is some of the worst business I've ever seen conducted uh, with an athlete, especially an international athlete, you know, making this big decision. Like, it's not just moving across the state, you know, like this is, you know. Um, the world. Yeah, yeah. You've yeah. gone through an entire process as well. You spent numerous hours getting accepted. Like, it's just, honestly, it's just a dog move. Um, dog <laughs> yeah. ass, yeah. Like, it wasn't cool. Um, so, reached out to a couple of the colleges I was talking to beforehand. Uh, tried to get to Florida State. They needed a 223 out of me for a full ride. So And your PB at this point was 216, wasn't 221. it? 221. Oh, still 221? 221. I thought you... um. Yeah. Oh, yeah, it was. Yeah, I, I did that in state championships, which is in Jan, I think. In the Victorian state champs? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I was under the impression that you had a 216 PB whilst you were applying and then you like signed with the school and then jumped 220, then jumped 221. Yeah, so when I signed to Virginia Tech, I had the 216 um, and it was actually a few days after I jumped 221 that Virginia Tech told me they can't take me. Wow. Yeah. So the higher you jump, the less likely you get to Pretty be. much, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I contacted a bunch of schools again and look, I really liked UTSA. Like it was a really good school. Um, the coach there, Kareem Street Thompson, he was uh, 864 long jumper, 9900 meter runner. 864 long 864, jumper. that's not yeah. 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 Uh, the two people to jump over 850 and run sub 10 in history. Wow. That's insane. Uh, yeah. yeah. What did no, you say he ran in over 100? 99. 99. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, which is nothing in the US. And no one's going over like 50 yeah. these days in long, I swear. Yeah, just standards Greek guy. Greek dude. Swedish guy, maybe. No juice left. Yeah, yeah. No yeah. juice left. Um, <laughs> Touchy subject. <laughs> Carl wouldn't be happy about that one. Yeah, um, yeah no, so I ended up uh, going over there, committed to them, and spent three years there. And that was, uh, that was my journey. A uh, bit of a whirlwind as well. Um, but yeah, no. Uh, Happy I made that decision as well. It was a it was a really good team at UTSA, and the weather there was a lot better than in uh, Virginia. So, Kansas. <laughs> yeah. Boy, negative thirty two. It got down. Yeah. Oh Those winters goodness. were. F- well, yeah. You, you train indoors, I'm assuming. You train indoors. You start. You get there, and it's like August is like hot as hell. Like it's humid. It's hot. You're up in like broom weather. Yeah. Then it gets to like September, and then it just turns. Like it just. They don't have fall. They don't have spring. They go from summer to winter and it's unreal. So you go from going, yeah, it is, it's crazy. So you go like you're outdoors. Next thing you're indoors for like 75% of the year. It'll just be like freezing outside. You've had a nice bath. You have to walk to your car in like negative 10 degree weather. Still with like your hair wet, scrape the ice off your car, get in your car. It was the worst. But yeah, winter over there was a struggle. Um, Blizzards trying to drive through there tornadoes right i never experienced a tornado we had a couple we had a couple of tornado warnings you got to take shelter like underneath the little like parts in your house that was pretty fun um tornado it's actually kind of fun fun. not gonna lie like it's like you don't know where it is you just hear the sirens going off and drills at school exactly it's kind of just like apocalyptic it's it was cool but uh yeah the, the the weather i struggled with a lot um so that was pretty nice to be able to get out of that after a couple of years. It's for sure. 
So that was that's pretty good insight on you know the whole process on yeah. how to get there and correct me if I'm wrong. You were studying some sort of business degree over there, were you? Or yeah, so I uh, something I got over there and the reason I did an MBA, but the reason I actually did it instead of another uh, major or I guess you know uh, degree is because it was two years and yeah. the other one that I had an option was was one year. So I ended up choosing the MBA, uh, finished that off. And then the long story, but uh, summarize it, because COVID struck, we didn't get a season. Uh, so the NCAA allowed all athletes to have an extra year of scholarship. And so what I tried to do after that is I attempted to finish a master's of science in management technology. And I was going to do that two year degree in one year. I got through my first semester doing double full time. Uh, so doing Jeez. yeah like yeah, eight, yeah. eight units per eight semester units per uh six over there oh six yeah okay. yeah so that equates to 36 hours of work a week yeah that's a lot yeah six is a lot yeah yeah no it was, it was a fair bit and on top um, of training as well yeah 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 no i would i would literally just finish at the track and go home and study that was that was my day lost my social life that semester that's a lot though <laughs> <laughs> yeah really great that, that's all I was doing, just training and studying. And the next semester, I had season coming, and it just wasn't sustainable. So I only did uh, three units that semester, so three quarters of the way through that. Um, and yeah, so that was my academic career in the US. So it's pretty full on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The MBA was pretty tough as well. Uh, definitely not an easy degree, but definitely well worth it. And then, yeah, the uh, management technology... Loved it, really good, really, really like current talking about like a lot of new technologies, figuring out like what's happening in the world, where it's going, Um, and also really challenging, uh, very creative degree. Yeah, really enjoyed it. And so prior to America, you did like a bachelor's at UWA? Yeah, yeah, I did. Yeah, Yeah. nice. Was that commerce? It was, yeah. It was, and then also second major in health and exercise. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I wanted to be a physio. Oh really? You yeah. Did? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, that yeah. was my ambition. Yeah. And Claire, for you, you. I yeah, started out having no idea. I had uh, got to America and I sat down with the academic advisor and they said, "What would you like to study?" And I looked at her and went, "I don't know." <laughs> I said I'm here, I jumped. You did. They weren't too. Yeah. They weren't pleased with me. Um. So I sat down. <laughs> and I was like, "Shit, I gotta choose a degree." So yeah, well, sorry, just to interrupt, but is that the whole like stereotype about college athletes, student athletes being all athletes, no students, and they is that is yeah. that legit over there? Or I is... mean, it depends. Let yeah, me just so it's like I don't know. You watch all those like typical college movies, yeah. and it's like all these frat guys, and they. All they do is drink and... Oh, that's real. All right, let me, it's real. And they don't it's do real. any study. Yeah, yeah, is that yeah. legit? Okay, let me... Yeah. A couple, really of, couple of aspects there. Yeah. One, I'd say college life is even, like it no, is on the... Uh... Shut the f*** up. <laughs> <laughs> You'd love it over there, champ. No, no college, college life is like you see on the movies, just like slightly toned down, but you get that. You get the parties, you get that. People rock up hungover. The frat boys initiation week, they're all walking around in suits. They have rules where they can't walk. They're only going to walk one, like they have to walk a certain direction. So they will walk sideways and you'll see them doing that through campus. And that's part of the initiation. Stuff's just. Were you one of those frat guys, Grant? (laughs) (laughs) Don't look at me. Look at me in the eyes. Don't lie to me. (laughs) But all in all. sorority girl? Oh, you wish. I went into a sorority house. I went in there and I got a tour because I met a a girl that was rushing. Let me tell you, that process 
is the funniest thing you'll ever see in your life. These girls line up and they all get dressed up in white in their houses. You have to be identical. And they learn these dances that are like, think of TikTok dances, but like mass amount of these girls, all blonde. You can't, they're wearing t-shirts or longer than their shorts. You can't, you can't see they're wearing pants. And they all sing and clap and do these dances for these new people coming to rush. They interview them. They like interrogate them. And then they basically choose. It's this full on process. People have seen it like mm. Bama Rush Talk on TikTok. I don't know if you've been there, seen it. It is, it is unreal. You get so invested in the process and you just laugh at the girls. But, boy, I'm, I, I'm just glad I'm not in them. Yeah, no, the frats are a bit different. They just, like, uh, they literally just torture the guys for a week. Like, that's, that's all they do. Like, they... Uh, do you know tell you? Some parties, too. Yeah, they do. They do. But, uh, so, they do a few things. So, you know, like, our equivalent of, like, Fat Lamb, right? They drink, yeah, yeah. yeah. So they, oh, yeah, you know, yeah. they'll do the same thing, uh, but then they'll just tape it to their hands and they have to finish two bottles by the end of the night. Yeah, um, they'll just down these fat lambs and start throwing up. And then another one they did is uh, they they had a shot of vodka in a beer cup, right? And they sat in a circle with all the new uh, initiates. You drink it, spit it back in, mm-hmm. pass it on. All right, after mm-hmm. that around, people start throwing up because it's so disgusting. Yeah, that is, so I drink it. drinking it, throw it back in it. Pass on to the next guy. Same thing. Yeah. Yeah. So you wonder why America had the comment. biggest COVID like record <laughs> everyone in the world. I've seen people have uh, to eat fish, like the little crazy. little mini goldfish as well, like yeah. live as part of it. It's like, it's crazy. That's like wolf yeah. of wolf yeah. sort of stuff. But you know, the coolest thing oh, yeah. is, so for us at K-State, everything was on this little row. So there was like a horseshoe and it was all the sororities on one side and all the frats on the other. So you go down on a like Saturday night and there is like four or five different parties going on. Now for the frats, the boys have to pay, but the girls get free because you get free alcohol, you get them drunk, you get uh, you get lucky, I like to say. But all the houses are soundproof. So you go in and it doesn't look like anything's happening, but you go down, you go down to the basement, it's all padded with eggshells and there's like a raven party go on. Next thing the cops yeah, come, it's on frat road. Oh, yeah, frat houses, they're yeah. mansions. They're, yeah, they're okay. insane. Like they're huge. Like, like some of these the places campus, will have like fifty rooms in them. Yeah, yeah, and they all live there. Yep, yep. And who are they funded by? Like endowment funds or something? <laughs> yeah, like uh, how do they, they pay? Always, yeah, they pay to be there. I don't know how much it's. Maybe like five thousand a semester. Yeah. So the higher tier, like you pay, mm-hmm. you pay a lot to be in these frats. They keep them going. You get fed everything. Yeah. And then if you're alum, like you generally get milk for more money if you make it make yeah. it big. So. So you keep on donating after you graduate. Much. <laughs> that's just insane but it really yeah, is true it's, it's, it's pretty yeah. cool yeah, it's nuts it's pretty cool yeah there you go <laughs> I kind of lost track of where we were but that was that what we were talking about yeah, 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 oh, yeah, yeah. Right. yeah what did you <laughs> what did you actually end up studying <laughs> So I chose Sorry. I chose a double in nutrition and kinesiology, which is exercise science, say equivalent over there. And then I know, right? Yeah. Study um, and movement. Yeah. And then when I transferred out to Long Beach State, I had to pick one one or two because it was a uh, lot better education and degree, I guess, programs are longer there. So I chose nutrition and graduated with nutrition and dietetics in the end. So and now. Quick shout out, you've got your gut health company. Dale, yeah, you, do you gonna... give it a little plug there? Give it a plug. <laughs> now we, uh, we're launching in about four weeks and we've got a really? yeah, kick-ass wow. gut health supplement for those that are intestinally challenged, we like to say. Yep. Um, but we're pretty damn excited about what we can do in the market and 
also the products even after that we can bring out. So got some stuff for hangovers in the works. Uh, wow. It's been a pretty popular. Okay. Kinda. Does that actually prove, have like any evidence that they work? Because I remember, did you have Paul Dillon talk to you guys at school? Paul Dillon. The guy that talked about um, like alcohol and all that. So he's not the Red Flux, the Red Frogs bloke. Nah. <laughs> Red Frogs? Yeah. <laughs> I remember Paul Dillon was always saying the only thing that cures a hangover is time. So, has yes Claire Gibson no. found something that we don't know? Yes and no. There's some pretty cool research come out and that's yeah. kind of, you know, where we get indifferent is that- I love a hangover cure. Yeah. Know. So, when I mean, when you take an alcohol, say, you've got- But also when you have alcohol, as it breaks down, you get the toxic byproduct and that's what gives you the hangover. That's been proven time and time again. So, where a lot of people struggle is they don't have the enzymes and the ability to be able to clear that middle kind of byproduct that's toxic. So there's now been certain ingredients that have been studied pretty new in the last kind of 12, 18 months um, that have been shown to help and speed up that process of removing that toxic aspect of alcohol. So, you know, you combine that with other aspects. So if you're looking at hydration, you kind of take of like what, what parts give you a hangover. And it's not just the alcohol, it's a lack of sleep, it's glucose, it's all sorts of stuff. So if you can basically target it all from different angles, um, you're able to essentially provide a better support for somebody to take. Um, it's the studies on the individual ingredients have shown to help reduce severity of hangovers in different aspects, whether it's headache, whatever. So we want to combine a bunch of them together and then do some testing and see what we can do. So That's pretty cool. Yeah. Who do you test on? Oh, friends and family. It's great. Family. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, we just... Drunk. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Drunk It'll be a great testing period. We'll stick everyone in a room, give a couple of beers, got to have some placebos, got to have them there, have a, you know, <laughs> we'll have a great time. Wow. We'll have to throw a party. <laughs> would you Would you go to that, Michael? I would be the placebo. Yeah, yeah. Who doesn't drink, please? <laughs> wow, that's actually pretty interesting. Um, but I'm, I'm surprised. No, no acting studies in there, Claire? No acting studies were there. My acting days were uh, short-lived and over. Because <laughs> Chris and I, Chris and I have some questions on your acting career. Yeah. Um, it was 2014. Oh, God. You know I what know. I'm talking about. Oh, I know what you're talking about. What well, listeners may not. I was 15, there I think. There is an ad. Yeah, I just saw this the first time before <laughs> you walked in. That's so Do strange. you know the crazy part is I was in Kansas at some girl's house. Like, I've met oh, her parents. No. I walk over there and she goes... You look familiar. And I was like, yeah, uh, no, I don't. Leave me alone. <laughs> I've been in this country like two, three weeks. And she's like, no, you do. And then later in the night, she goes, she goes, I got it. Were you in that video? And I was like, yes. <laughs> I was like, shit. She'd watched it. It was the craziest thing because like we didn't intend for it to go viral. It was supposed to be like some fun little video that these guys made because they were comedians. And then all of a sudden I get a message like, 12 hours, like the night after they release it, going, guys, we've gone viral. We had 32 million views within 24 hours. Oh, this is before TikTok, before any of that. So this is just YouTube. Mm. And it had just taken off. Like media had an absolute field day with it because they couldn't figure out, are we serious or were they kidding? They had set up a real but fake foundation that was like stay in school. Yeah. So, if somebody looked it up on the internet. We've got it right here. There we go. So, the campaign is... Campaign. We call it campaign. It's campaign, it's yeah, campaign. technically. Stay in school, brought to you by Learn for Life Foundation. 
learnforlifewa.org.au. Search, search it up, all right? Because it is probably one of the funniest videos you will watch. And it's just, it's just Claire and a bunch of her mates sneaking out of school. Obviously, this is all the acting gig. Sneaking out of school, going to the beach. And then a plot twist, which I will not spoil for anyone who's going to go listen. But it is... So funny. I remember. I, I, was watch it. I watched it for the first time half an hour ago. I was shocked. <laughs> the only crazy part is I had to miss school for three days to shoot that thing. Yeah. <laughs> 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 oh, gosh, the irony in that. But, yeah, I remember, I remember, I think I'd seen that video before I started training with Nenad. So, I saw, like, your face and all that. And then I'd see you when I started training. And then that video probably popped up on social media again somewhere. I'm like, hang on, what? Is that Claire? Like, surely not. I sent it like, I watched it like so many times. I was like, that's definitely his Claire. I sent it to you and you're like, ah, oh, yeah. Yeah, I didn't even embrace it at that point. <laughs> the crazy part though was, so I was like, I was just modeling at the time and my agent sent me a thing. was like, hey, Claire, do you want to audition? Like, they, you've been shortlisted. These guys want you to audition. And I was like, I've never acted before. And they were like, oh, you're fine. Like, just here's a brief. Go. And I was like, oh, okay, cool. I walk in there and these, like, two, it's like a little short kind of fat guy and another guy with, like, glasses on. And they were funny as hell. And they were just like, we need you to scream. And I was like, what? They're like, yeah, I, we, you got to just scream for us right now. And I was like, seriously? I'm like, I've got a good scream on me. It's like, shit, all right. So I literally just, I'm like, in <laughs> some random studio <laughs> and you just start screaming. And the next day they're like, Clay, you got the part. And I was like, Oh, all right, let's go. Hell yeah, <laughs> let's go. All right. Yeah, it was pretty actually, fun. What beach did you actually go to to record that? Oh, was it two, two rocks? It was freezing. It was like early September and we were shooting from like, I think 5 a.m. all the way through to like 5 p.m. out on the beach in like bikini, like bathers and stuff. I had to get covered in the red like muck. I remember telling them, I'm like, you guys are doing one take. I am not jumping in the ocean to clean this off me. Um, they actually wanted me to be the one that was kissing the guy, but then they found out I was 15 and he was 21 at the time. I got myself out of that one. <laughs> but it was a pretty cool video to shoot. And then those guys ended up in Warner Bros, I think, from it. Yeah, they uh, made yeah. it. That was a that was Jeez. a big break. They made it big. Um Do you know what their names were? Oh my god, I can't remember. I have no That's idea. Wow. But, no, it was a good time. That is insane. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, that Any was comments, big. Chris? <laughs> I don't know, honestly. Normally I have words, but that was very strange. Although kudos to those lads. Yeah. Well done. They broke. Yeah. Anything to get a bit of fame. We love that. <laughs> and you've got a, also just touching, you've got a quite a few uh, Insta followers as well. Is that... Is that what is that from? Is that from high jump or is that from the beach it's video? Big or is that accumulation. From- I mean, a lot of it became high jump. I think when we did the world under 18s, we were pumped. It was kind of cool. We was mm. what like sixteen of us, eighteen of us. It was a very small team, so we had a big pump from Athletics Australia. I think most of us gained like at least five thousand followers on that. Yeah, on that good little on that little trip, you just why doesn't that wow. not happen anymore for the like junior athletes or so, from international? It's a question for Athletics Australia. Yeah. Maybe their budget doesn't allow for social media posting. <laughs> <laughs> wow, firing <laughs> the <laughs> but like adding that and then um a lot of mexicans from that or like that's kind of just that south american uh followers 
they've been pretty loyal throughout the years. I get your beautiful on most of my posts from them. It's every, every, like, topic every day. Um, Shout out to them. Yeah. yeah and then family. South America. Yeah. yeah. And then, I mean, the video did us, the did, video did pretty good too. So like, that was cool. Cause we all got credit for it with the handles and stuff on the uh, YouTube. But I mean, honestly, I think some of the funniest is just like the messages you get. Like I have a lesbian and this lesbian girl that is just absolutely every photo. You're so beautiful. You are so pretty. Oh my goodness. You are so hot. Nice smile. Love heart, love heart, love heart. I can go through my messages and it just goes through every, every photo she'll comment. It's brilliant. I kind of love it. Jeez. I kind of love it. Tell yeah. 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 By the way, <laughs> boyfriend sitting right next to you. He's right. <laughs> All right. She's brilliant. Then. <laughs> just touching on the, like, so all social media. So you guys, you know, go to the States and all that. Mm. Did you ever consider of putting in like a verification request? On social media? Yeah, because you know, like if you want to get verified, uh, you put in a verification request on Instagram. I never paid much attention to that stuff, yeah, I'll be honest. Me yeah. neither. <laughs> I don't know if I could have really cared. Yeah. No, no, it's so different to me, I'm not going to lie. <laughs> oh, wow, that's yeah. interesting. Yeah, there you go. Anyway, moving on. <laughs> not verified. Um, yeah, great question, mate. No, I was just wondering, <laughs> I was just, I was just wondering if it ever like... Oh, are you gone... looking at getting verified? <laughs> right, me... <laughs> Me and my like, yeah, this sent a new request before. Like, <laughs> no, I've never goes through this like you know, five like, requests yeah. sent through to another. Me and my eleven hundred followers. Please chuck me a follow if you're listening and you're not following me anyway. <laughs> Need to get verified. <laughs> I thought they just did that. I, I didn't think I had to do. A no, you have to request. Yeah, not that I know, but you have to send. Yeah. Uh, you have to send a request. Yeah, requests of like, hey, send like your photo ID, your driver's license, and we will verify you. Well, that's what you need to do to Instagram anyway. You send like through IDs. I got one. I was sending him to some third world queen. country. The day the queen died, this <laughs> message saying, "Hi, it's Queen Elizabeth. I'm not really dead. Send me two hundred bucks, and I'll describe the whole situation." Really <laughs> stuck in Nigeria. Sorry. Yeah. Help me out. <laughs> I'm I think I saw something like that as well. I'm not dead. Like, yeah. I'm not dead. Charles has like deserted me on this island. I need 200 bucks to like get back to England. I saw some screenshot. That's, 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 that is comedy right there. Jeez. Um, anyway, I was going to ask, um, so we kind of like talked a bit about America and your early careers and all that. You've, gone representing Australia, you've mm-hmm. represented Australia, you've also um, jumped at big comps in the NCAA. Give us your career highlights. What do you think is your best oh, like, moments? Doesn't have to be one, but best moments in your career. Oh, got a few good memorable ones. So I'd say the uh, that first record I broke, that was a, that was a big one for me. That's, uh, that's really what got me going. Um, I'd say the first time I jumped 190, uh, another big PB, uh, just a Hammersley Low Athletics on grass. Why was that such a monumental one? Uh, honestly, it's it was just a good comp. Like yeah. I just uh, just kind of came in and had a good crowd around, had a good clap going. Um, yeah, yeah. yeah, no, it was it was the first time I really got a clap going. Yeah. Um, and yeah, no, it ended up being a really nice competition. It was a good day and. 
just a really nice memorable one uh 204 that was that was a good day at scotch that was your first time over two meters that was my first time over two meters so i went from 198 which i jumped at nationals uh that previous season uh that was my season opener went out jumped 204 had the entire school stop to uh come watch (laughs) oh sick yeah 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 um had a whole clap going so that was a six centimeter pb um so that was a big highlight that was really cool also on grass just quietly, I remember I was in year seven yeah. when you jumped that. Obviously, I was at Hale, you Scotch. Yeah. But I remember I would have, like, gone and followed you on Instagram. And I remember oh. I watched that, like, clip, like, a thousand times. Oh. I was like, oh, that ground is so cool. Like, I was like, oh, my goodness. Like, and that's the thing, though. That That's also yeah. the thing. Like, both you guys, for me, were, like the like kind of big kids in yeah. the sport like the older sibling sort of vibe and that's why that's why i just can't get my head around that um you've both like retired from the sport because you know <laughs> the both like mentors that mentors a idols for There's me that i just like yeah God, it's just it's, it was just so cool to see you guys like you know be like a role model and now i can't compete against you grant that's funny it. part is I was always with people that were like nine years older than me. So I always yeah. felt like I was the little kid looking up to them. Yeah. I was like taken yeah. under the wings. So it's Yeah, for me it was uh, Tom Brennan. Yeah, Tom Brennan. He not was, not he the was Tom Brennan on the so. previous podcast. Oh, like <laughs> yeah. Different Tom Brennan, different yeah. Tom Brennan. Different yeah. Different Tom Brennan. Yeah. Tom Brennan the dad. Yeah, no, Tom Brennan the dad. Yeah. No, yeah, actually, dad. yeah, no, yeah, he was he was my mentor. I think he was a two sixteen jumper. Two seventeen. Yeah. Um Super nice guy, but uh, yeah, he provided me with a lot of mentorship going through the years, and uh, I guess he was to me what I am to you. Mm. That same kind of thing. He actually uh, he won an Aussie national title. He did. Two thousand and sixteen. I think so. I think it so. was because I remember yeah. he was telling me that it was the Olympic year mm. that he mm-hmm. won the national title. Yep. Two six yeah, two seventeen. Pretty so impressive. Two point one seven. Yeah, he jumped two seventeen in that competition. Uh, equaled his PB. Um, but yeah. Sorry, other memorable moments, right? Yes, yep, memorable all right. moments. Back to the point. Yeah. Um, <laughs> then past, I'd say my uh, 209 Nationals, uh, 2014. Got a 2015, medal. actually. I don't know. 2015? Because <laughs> I remember watching that as well because oh, I was in yeah, Sydney yeah. for that comp. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Another really good competition. I jumped, uh, so I kept my 204 PB through that entire season. Uh, I got all the way through Nationals, competing in the under-20s first as an under-18. Mm-hmm. Um, competing in the under twenties, got a two centimeter PB, two oh six, came third. Yeah. Um, and then I was going for uh World Youth Games, uh the one that she went to. So I needed two oh nine for that. So um, you know, two days later went into the under eighteen comp and that year we had four or five Aussies in the top twenty in the world, uh, in my age group. So for the under 18, yeah, so we had that. like five guys over 209, which is just monumental for under 18. Yeah. Yeah. Insane. yeah, it was, it was an insane year. I don't know if you're called unlucky or lucky, but it, uh, it pushed me through that year really well. Lucky to have yeah. a good competition. Yeah. 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 For sure. But, uh, yeah, I went into that competition and it was just, it was, it was a great competition. I think to medal, you needed 209, um, which wins almost every single year. Um, but yeah, I need 209 to even win, to even medal in that competition. Uh, if you jump two meters, you didn't even make top six, you know, and that can medal most years in under 18s. Yeah, pretty crazy. Um, 
Yeah, another really good moment there. Ended up coming second in that. Uh, did you qualify? Yeah. I did. I did. I didn't get selected for World Youth, so okay. they sent me to uh, Commonwealth Youth Games instead. Um, so still made an Aussie team. Yeah. Uh, and that was paid Safe. for, so didn't have yeah. to pay for World Youth, which was nice for my parents. Um, Crowdfunding, baby. Yeah. Go fund me. Yeah. Um, they, they, they do that a bit these days. Sorry? They, they do that a bit these days. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you yeah, have to. In the 20s, they just went. It was yeah. a couple of that sort. Yeah, atrocious, but... They yeah, gave yeah, pretty much about that. that. <laughs> it's not very impressive. You brought up last week the fact that you have to pay. Yeah, it's, it's ridiculous. Yeah, no, imagine like getting to the point where you're representing your country yeah, and you then getting to told that you have to pay $5,000 to wear that uniform. Mm. Like you literally have to pay for your Australian mm-hmm. uniform. Just go it's, on the Puma website and buy it for a couple hundred bucks. Yeah. As Chris said. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah, that was a good one. 212, all schools that year. And then... Uh, my first time over 2.20, that was that yeah. was a good day. Um, I think you were in that competition, weren't you? I was not. I was injured. Oh, righto, righto. But yeah, no, I was on fire that day. Third attempt, 2.20, big crowd, got hyped for that. And then, uh, yeah, my last competition, 2.21, I had Katrina Bissett, who's a phenomenal 800-meter runner um, out of Victoria, I believe. And she was just finishing up her... 800 ran like 202 or something ridiculous wow and so the crowd was really amped up and they got clap going and the commentator started you know shouting out my name and everyone came around to the back and uh cleared 221 that day had some good attempts at 223 yeah and i'd say the final big highlight was world unis jumping 215 in that final um, really competitive competition. Uh, it's like it's. Did that two thirty win that comp? Yeah, so it would. It was actually more competitive than this year's comp games. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. World Unis is a very legit competition. This it's, these comp games mm-hmm. were. I mean, like I don't want to like talk shit, but two twenty five. They, they, to they win. weren't the best. They they weren't the best. Yeah. I mean, I love TJ. Yeah. TJ also who cut third yeah. went to Kansas with Claire. Absolutely incredible yeah. athlete. Like he was, he's just one yeah. of, he's one of a kind. So absolute beast. And no, for him to win, he got a big chunk of money from, uh, I think India Dude. too. Yeah. He was, he was set up for a while. So that was, I think they don't, I think that was their first medal in high jump ever at Commonwealth Games. So it's pretty, it was a pretty big uh, thing for the country. So it's good on for him. They did quite well, these They did do pretty well. They're pumping money into yeah. athletics. Anyway, sorry, continue. Yeah, no, that was That's it. it. Yeah, yeah, that was it. <laughs> That's pretty cool. Claire, um, give us a bit of a uh, rundown on your career highlights. Career highlights. I mean, I, jumping that 180 was so just unexpected. So I was that was probably one of the coolest days because it was a time that you go. It was what? Like a breakthrough moment. It was a time that like you went beyond what you thought you could do. And I think beyond what I thought many people thought I could do. So... It was just wasn't expected. It was one of the competitions that I think I look back and like you were just so in the zone in your own little bubble that nothing else ma- like nothing else mattered, which is kind of it was you know those competitions are rare. They can become more frequent, but like most people, you know, you have a, just a few of them, and those competitions is like you always perform well. And it was just such a kind of just focused. Um, I knew what I was doing. I didn't have Nanad there with me. Um, he was somewhere else. And so that was, I mean, that was probably one of the coolest moments. The obviously jumping leading into World Under 18s. That was a really interesting year because so I came off that 180 um, at 15 and then the following year was World Junior, World Youth 
year. So I had to jump 177 and I'd been hitting 75 all season. Like I'd just been missing it every single time. And so to qualify, it was really hard. You had to have, I think it was a top 16 in the world. You had to be ranked. Um, that was how they set the standard to qualify. And you had to do it twice. So you couldn't just jump at once. And I went into nationals with no qualification mark, hadn't jumped it, jumped 76, jumped 75, jumped it and hadn't jumped 77. So I was entered in the under 18s, I was entered in the opens. So for me to qualify, I had to jump 177 in both comps and then auto qual was if you win 18s and you have the thing, you're automatically in. So I went in, um, wasn't the favorite, I think I was coming in second and I pulled it out of my last attempt. But it was even better because my last attempt, I ran in, decided like, nah, this wasn't it. I ran back, yellow flag went up for 10 seconds. And I remember standing there and I just went, just breathed out and said, you can do it. And then just ran. And that bar wobbled like crazy, but it stayed on. And I won the comp. So I beat out, I won that. And I was like, holy shit, let's go. Like I can do this. So I had the next day off and then the, opens comes and I was like I gotta do it again (laughs) but this time I was like a little more chilled um went in and I think I got on my second attempt and the moment I got out it was just like that was like me I was automatically on the plane and went from absolutely nothing not going to everything had to go right and it did was one of the coolest things ever um and then going into that comp too that was probably my best comp I'd say to date going in. So I'd had a pretty rough prep leading up to World Youths. Um, had a couple of niggles and we'd had a lot of issues with my run-up. Like couldn't get it right. We just, it <clears throat> wasn't a great time. So leading in, I think we put me, I can't remember, we put a makeshift run-up in place for that competition. Um, I hadn't, yeah, yeah, I hadn't been jumping well. Um, I think the highest I jumped is like a, the 72 leading in, um, which was... <laughs> <laughs> but I went into that competition, I think ranked, I was like 28th out of 32 girls. So I remember like two days before competition. was 183. No, I was 180 at the time. Oh, wow. But um, went in and it was, I think it was winning, it was going off ranked. Like, so you had your PB, it was ranked off that last season though. So at that point I had a 172. Yeah. yeah. And all the like sheets came out with everyone's PBs on them. And I remember everyone was sitting in the hotel and everyone's going, oh, I'm ranked fifth, I'm ranked first, I'm ranked that. Everyone's like, Claire, I was like, I don't want to know. I don't want to know. <laughs> I was like, I need to go in there thinking I can beat anyone out there because I knew there was girls jumping 196. Like there's always a freak, you know, freak athletes. So I went into that competition um, and I was just in a complete little bubble again. Like it was the best comp I've done. Pulled out a 180, which was equal PB for me. And I think I went in. I was clear run the entire way through. Um, it was just first clearance. Exactly. Yeah. And so I was just on. So I went in basically not meant, not supposed to make the final. Went in one of the top ranked into the final. So excited. The morning of the final, I woke up at, I think, midnight and 3 a.m. in full sweats. Like I... I knew something was wrong and I kind of held off. So at 6am I called the team doctors and was like, guys, I'm sick. Like I've just, I'm about to throw up. My whole body is sweating. Like it was bad. 
and they came in and they kind of checked me out. My temperature was sky high. I was like, I was pretty, I wasn't well. And they're like, you know what, Claire, we're going to take you to the hospital to get some blood tests. And I'm like, I'm competing tonight. Like this is happening. Comp is until six. We're doing this. And they took me to the hospital. Little do you know, when you get in there, there's guards guarding the door of the hospital. We're in Columbia, just by the way. So not exactly. Oh, love uh, that word on yeah, yeah, that was Not the a, best place yeah, in the world yeah. to be. Got sat next to a woman who had uh, a needle sitting in her arm, blood on the floor. Um, that they poked me, missed me three times. They told me that I needed emergency keyhole surgery, thinking I had appendicitis because I was in so much yeah. pain. No one spoke English. The doctors were outside. No one could contact mum. I didn't have my phone. So I spent 14 hours in the hospital, no food, no water in case I needed to have surgery, not speaking a word of like Spanish. No one could speak to me. And then finally got out at like 2 a.m., obviously missed the final, got had to watch it and get told what happened sitting in a hospital bed. Yeah. Do you know um, what was the winning heart or what were the meddling hearts for those? Oh, one. I think 194 won it that year. Um, yeah, it was bad. It was yeah, pretty. Yeah. I mean, it's about, it's about normal. And yeah. then I think 182 ended up meddling. Oh, I know. That's going to hurt. That's what, that's what it sucked. Because sitting there, I was prime. I was ready to go. And it was like, I couldn't do it. I was told, you're getting blood tests. Next thing you know, you're in hospital for 14 hours. You know what was wrong in the end? They or? have no idea. No idea. Then again, they didn't speak English, so yeah. I I don't know if I trust what they say anyway. But they say I had some. I caught some I kind of English or really <laughs> that hospital was that hospital was scary. But no, so that was no. I think I lost about like three or four kilos in that twenty five. I was so tiny. Yeah, that's that good day. for high jumping. But no, that was fun, and then. I'd say the coolest comp I ever did in America was it was conference indoors at Texas Tech. And I was doing pretty well that season. I think I went over that comp. I jumped 179. Again, I was I was clean through. But the high jump was on riders and men's 200s. And we had two guys go 19, like under, like under 20. Yeah. So we had these guys sprinting around the track. You're on indoor. It's packed out to the max. It's just roaring. You couldn't hear the announcer, like, call your name. You had photography, like all the photographers, all the video guys, like all of that streaming would be running on in front of you, trying to take pictures of the 200 meters. You're telling them, get the f out of the way because you're trying to jump. <laughs> but it was just like, it was so loud. You couldn't hear yourself like think. And it was probably one of the coolest like yeah. places I've ever been out to jump just because of that atmosphere as well. Yeah, that was pretty sick. Yeah, that sounds pretty good. Wow. And so, so like, Obviously, America and Australia, completely different experiences. Oh, very. Yeah. <laughs> Way more different than you think. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, it's, yeah. Not, it's not just a matter of jumping over bars. The whole... It's everything. I mean, I think the biggest thing that you don't realize coming from Australia is, like, one, you're very sheltered. So, you know, mm. you're with a coach, you're paying a coach, you're given everything you could possibly need. So... From that standpoint of like developing purely as an athlete, especially as a jumper, I think sprinters and middle distance are a different story. As a jumper, we're trained in a lot, a lot of the time, very European kind of way, um, or you know, Aussie mixed European Which is type of way. Sort of like largely plyo based, and we're much more elastic athletes typically yeah. than the Americans. The power jumpers, yeah. yeah. And so then you go over there and. 
a lot of the training is completely different. You know, you go from this plyometric base to your weightlifting four times a week. You know that Grant Darling can clean a hefty <laughs> amount of weight. We had Aaron give his uh, clean PB. <laughs> yeah, Aaron's cleans are very insane. I'd like. What was, what's, what's his? What, 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 it was one seventy two point five for three. No way. From one seventy two. No, you definitely sure? not. Oh, Maybe one thirty two. Yeah, one twenty seven. Sorry, what am I yeah, one twenty seven. Okay, right. I, I apologize. Yeah. yeah, that'd be pretty crazy. <laughs> no, no, no. Aaron, we've got a weightlifting uh, Australian team coming for you if you're cleaning one seventy two. Yeah, no, no. Yeah. One one twenty seven point five for three at seventy six. 76 yeah. kilos body weight. That's pretty impressive. Yeah, he's, he's pretty strong. He's pretty yeah. strong. Yeah. Grant, give us yours. Uh, for one, uh, hang power clean, I did a 132.5. That was my best. Uh, snatched 91, split snatch uh, yep. power. Um, and then Snatch to snatch, split or not. I feel like it's all the same. Yeah, I mean, yeah. like if, it, if it's power, yeah. it's power. But yeah, same yeah. deal. Um, and then my quarter squat, I think I did... 270 something just just below quarter so like maybe like one third just a cool quarter ton yeah yeah <laughs> yeah. Oh. yeah no I was, I was pretty solid in the gym uh it's definitely some of my Don't better stuff yeah give us a bit of a yeah so were you actually training for high jump or were you training for when you've retired and you want to do ufc fighting and bull yeah <laughs> <laughs> Uh, <laughs> well, that's a good question. Both, <laughs> both, yeah, uh, that's yeah, that's very strong. Yeah, yeah, no, we uh, in college we had three of us. So it was a South African dude. I think he weighed like maybe eighty-five kilos. Uh, long jump, he jumped seven eighty something. Uh, Irish dude, seven sixty something, long jumper, and uh, probably about eighty-five as well. Um, and the three of us we used to go into the gym, and you know we're just the the strong three. So we used to go in every day and every day we just used to pump out weights. <laughs> Our coaches used to get so mad at us because we'd be going for maxes on like a random Tuesday. <laughs> we'd just be like trying to pump out 135 cleans and the rest of the gym is looking at us like, what the f*** are they doing? Like, oh why are they doing gosh. this, mate? It's a light day. Chill out. Rest week. Oh my goodness. Um, yeah, no, we definitely pushed each other probably past where we should have been. Um, boys will be boys. That's it. <laughs> like... Boys will weigh boys. <laughs> yeah. Nice. No, yeah, no, I was, uh, I think I was weighing 71 kilos or 72 kilos when I did that 132.5. Skinny little boy. That's pretty yeah. impressive. Probably got How's... breast covered then, mate. Right. Sorry? Probably got breast covered then. How do I? Uh, you might have, because he didn't, he didn't give us a hang. He said he doesn't know, but doesn't know. Uh, yeah, I mean, powder yeah, weight, I probably, probably I just know. have him, but I think he can clean a little bit more than 127 if he did that for three. Yeah. yeah. He's yeah. maybe looking at like 135. Yeah, so he just doesn't but, um, do singles, but he just yeah. never tests his max. Yeah. Just... yeah, no, he does like sets of 20. <laughs> All right. And how, how tall are you if you're 71 kilos? Uh, so I was 183. Oh, I am 183. Six, yeah. <laughs> six feet, exactly. Yeah, on the yeah pretty much, pretty much. Yeah, spot on. Nice. That's yeah, that's very impressive. Yeah, yeah, definitely a strong suit. Um, you plan out, Michael. Michael, you got into the weightlifting though yeah. recently. Yeah, how much um, are you putting now, man? No, I don't. Really, What's your numbers? I don't do much. Um, one RM anymore. Just okay. Um, I don't do much one RM anymore because we do lots of our testing on the force plates at Diamond. Um, but when I did do one RM. This is like pre-surgery. Um, mm. 
this year. I did one fifteenth one. So oh, nice. It's three solid. It's, it's no, it's no. Yeah. What did you say? One thirty. One thirty-two. Hey, you no, got a couple of no, years. It's no one thirty-two, yeah, but that was right. um, that was a power claim. That was in the hang power. Yeah, I think I actually uh, when I went to the US, I came in. My PB was one ten in clean. Yeah. And within a year, I went up to. <laughs> I went up to 125. The day, the day I did it, I was I was severely hungover though. I uh, got a 15, 15 kilo PB. Um, <laughs> How did I, think, that I think I only got home at 4 a.m. that morning. Um, Frat party. Sorority. Sorority. Actually, no, 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 it's sorority. Sorority. It, was, it, was, it, was a, it was a soccer girl party, soccer team. <laughs> Yeah, you do strive um, as a soccer girl. The athletes throw from wicked. Yeah, but uh, oh, they're great, like fantastic. Yeah, my mate knocked on my door. I think it was a Thursday. He knocks on my door, says, "You want to go partying?" I was like, "Yeah, righto, <laughs> let's go do it." Got testing tomorrow <laughs> in the gym, but who it's all cares? Good. It's all good. I thought yeah. I was just gonna go out for a couple of quiet ones, you know, chill out. Um, came back home at four a.m. Had testing at you know twelve p.m. the next day. Woke up at like eleven thirty, straight to the gym, did some warm ups, and started testing and. 15 kilo pb i was like Fuck yeah let's go nice. do this more often nice <laughs> exactly lovely Jeez, there yeah you go. and then uh the following season i went up to 130 and then last season was 132 yeah so. okay that's yeah, yeah. that's it's a lot of weight especially yeah. if you're weighing 71 yeah. kilos yeah almost done yeah. almost crazy, almost yeah, yeah. yeah. clean 2.0 body weight that's, that'd be nice that'd be, be nice insane. good to go yeah. yeah anyway we might move on to our next segment we've got um some questions from the public. All right. Once again, Aaron Breslin going off on the you questions. <laughs> <laughs> we were actually with them last Appreciate night. We were sending them. those. Yeah, I can do this one. No idea know. what he said. Oh, we can go one on one if you want. Oh. Uh, yeah. So we got a couple of questions to Claire first. Definitely. Go, Gibson. I can say them. Okay. <laughs> They're both from Aaron Breslin. <laughs> Thanks, Aaron. Thanks, Brez. Yeah. Um, He's just salty because he can't clean. He doesn't really ask too. a good question though. He just goes favorite personality. Yeah, it. What's your favorite yeah, what's your personality? Pa- I don't know what he means by that. Personality of who? Oh, yeah, it's quite ambiguous. I don't know what he's pointing out there. A good one. <laughs> personality. Unlucky Brad's shit question. Yeah, I just don't know. <laughs> no, what is Claire? What is your favorite personality? Introverted, extroverted? Oh, is that what he means? Whatever. I don't know. Yeah. Maybe. Big five. Favorite. Yeah. What are the? Yeah. What are the? Highly neurotic. Yeah. Ocean. Oh, yeah. yeah. I remember doing that in organization. But Look, bottom line, yeah. what I've learned, I need to be around people that bring the best out of me and are motivated. So I'm going to say extroverted, motivated, ambitious. Fair That's enough. a pretty good answer, considering it was a pretty bad question. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, Brez, love you. Very bad. For future, Brez, make your questions a bit clearer. Um, <laughs> bit, of, bit of punctuation, grammar as well. Yeah, a bit there's of grammar, no, a bit of punctuation. There's no question mark here. Come on. Man. <laughs> Next one. Next one. Uh, your favorite workout, Claire? Oh, my favorite workout. Mm. You know, I gotta say, it's gotta be the pliers out in the track. They set up. You've got the, you know, you got the little hurdles. You've got the box jumps. You got the drop jumps. It's just so much fun. And like, you watch the sprinters be off dying in the background, running their three hundreds, <laughs> hands on their knees, and then they look over and they're like, "You guys barely train." I was like, "Yeah, but we're having a great time, and we're Here's performing better we're. than." Okay. <laughs> okay. Yeah. High jump training is heaps of fun, but you know what I don't find fun is the disrespect that we get from the sprinters. Like all the time, they're like, "Oh, but you don't even train." Yeah. I have respect for you, mate. You Come you on. do more reps than I do at training. I we'd have yeah, all true. the time yeah, as jumpers. Yeah, I still a couple of bands when I go home. <laughs> you do a lot more than me. 
And it's hard for you guys, you can't quantify it. But for us, see, our jump squad was pretty damn good. So we had all the sprinters that would be like, you guys never train. And I was like, well, we seem to pull in the most points at conference and uh, any of that. So you just go, well, we're clearly better. Train smarter, not harder. And they'd get all pissed off because they would die. But we'd be having the time of our life doing one lap jog around the infield Mm. at the track. And what do you know? We're producing better results. Yeah, was the same. We had the exact same thing with our jump squad. Uh, we would get shit from, especially uh, Jackie Richards. So she uh, she was the coach of the 400, 400 hurdlers group. Yeah. Um, and so all the athletes in there, they were just, they were always just ground. Like they, they were, it was rough training. She was, she was a vicious coach. Um, they used to come over to us and start taking the piss out of us for not training. And then uh, that all ended uh last year when we went to indoor conference and our squad uh just our jump squad scored like 104 out of the 170 points that the entire team scored (laughs) yeah yeah, shared between like 13 people on a team of 80 so yeah that that ended pretty abruptly after that they kind of shut it (laughs) so maybe you guys are doing the right thing jeez should train less there you go go. (laughs) train less and do better we want to a couple of questions for Grant. Oh, jeez. From Brez? Guess who? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Brezen again opens yeah. up with two. Aeroplanes? One of them is. Oh, but the first one's actually quite good. I like mm, this one. Yes. All right. Yeah. Who would win a sprint out of G, Zalek, or S, Zalek? S, Zalek. Yeah. or Grant. Yeah, yeah. I figured that S, Zalek. And sprint. For the listeners. Yeah, thank you, though. He doesn't specify which sprint, so let's stay up and Mate, I would cream him. You reckon? Yeah. No, nah, he wouldn't he wouldn't stand a chance. Nah. Yeah, no, nah, he doesn't even have a leg, so he broke his leg just for the listeners. Oh, okay. um, he broke his leg, leg again. No, not again, but he's okay. done it twice in the past. Okay, yeah. No, nah, he's not very quick. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, nah, destroy him. But uh sorry Sean. <laughs> sorry Sean. <laughs> Stupid question really. Yeah, honestly, honestly. See what Sean has to say. I know he's not going to be happy about it. He's going to be pretty salty. Yeah, yeah, I think he would. Yeah, I'm ready for an angry text. But <laughs> okay, okay, time and applies, lads. Yeah. Get it done. <laughs> um, I would love to see that. Yeah, yeah. Be pretty good. All right, Aaron Brezen again. <laughs> um, this one, as you predicted, what happens on airplanes? Is this an inside joke of some sort? Or? <sighs> you know what? It's uh It's it's an interesting one. It's a. Uh, it, it all comes from the after party is what happens on airplanes. And it usually involves people spending half an hour in the lavatory. <laughs> oh, gosh. Fair enough. Um, is this talking about Brez himself? Uh, no, no. I never. I don't think I ever caught a plane with Brez after a competition. Um, <laughs> <laughs> thank God. Jeez. Nah, this is... Uh, I won't name names, but there's a few javelin throws around that uh, have done it a few times. As in Australian javelin throwers. As in Western Australian javelin throwers. As in Western Australian. Yeah, yeah. There's only like two. two. <laughs> yeah, yeah, there's a couple. Um, it would be those two. Um, but yeah, they always had a good time. Uh, but you learn a lot about character, about perseverance, <laughs> about determination, Just about sneaking around, <laughs> about waking up at 5 a.m. to get to the airport or not waking up, staying awake for it. Yeah, so that's what happens in airplanes. What's your plan routine? Are you like Brez, just reflect, or do you watch a movie like a normal person? <laughs> <laughs> Any meditation? Yeah, yeah, it depends on the day, really. Sometimes I just sit there and just stare at a wall, but 
Yeah, most of the time I watch a movie. <laughs> you sit and stare at the airplane wall. <laughs> you don't even sit and look yeah, at the front. No, 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 no. I look out the window for like five hours. That's um, fair enough. I can do that. <laughs> no, no. Just usually watch the TV. That's it. That's yeah. it. Listen to some music. And our flight from Greece met a girl that I used to go to high school with, like for yeah, years. That was brilliant. Her boyfriend just cheated on her. He, she had his credit yeah. card. And they spent it and got drunk on the plane. Oh, mate, I, I sat down and this this <laughs> chick was goodness. sitting next to me, and she looks over to Claire and she goes, "Yeah, so uh, I know you." And Claire was like, "Okay." Everyone knows me. Yeah, Athens. You yes. don't expect anyone like, in Greece. Yeah. Yeah. Um. And she's like, yeah, I went to uh, went to high school with you and started chatting everything. And look, it was about four hours into this flight and she's telling us about her ex and everything. And, you know, this, this guy, a piece of trash. You know? Yeah. She wanted to stay to raise a kid. Yeah. Oh, my. Um, so this guy wanted oh two my. mamas. <laughs> how old is this bloke? Um, she's my age. So she's the, like, I don't know how old the dude is, though. Yeah, right. Like 30. But, um, yeah. Yeah. Strange bunch. Um, but yeah, no, so four hours into it, it's like, yeah, and I've still got his credit card. And I was like, and they get drunk. <laughs> oh, so we did. Very, yeah, very yeah, you should have, um, yeah, sponsored what, by some German on, dude. Were you on yeah. the plane when you guys met? Yeah. yeah. Okay. I was going to say, yeah. if you were, if you met like before, you should have like upgraded your seat with the credit card. That I should have. Really yeah. That would have been awesome. Yeah. Yeah. It was good fun. So if you're a German dude who has gotten someone pregnant and <laughs> you're wondering what happened to all your funds in your account, <laughs> we have found what has happened, all right? <laughs> oh my goodness. What a story. I was not expecting to hear that today, but... Yeah, yeah that happened. So move on to the next question. <laughs> yeah. Riley Cunningham asks, good meeting you at the PSA a few weeks back. My questions... <laughs> My questions is, have you been successful in any other events apart from high jump? I think we went over this, but yeah. Yeah. Uh, you going to bring up commutes later or? I think oh, get into it now. now. Let's yeah. do it. All right. I almost forgot right. about that. This is this Yeah, is so Riley, uh, I did... Um, thanks for asking the question, by the way. This uh, is the Riley Cunningham yeah. that did the aeroplanes. Yeah, 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 yeah. Iconic. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, so I did triple jump, jumped to 1584 in that uh is that better than dylan james or is it's the exact yeah. same exact same exact same yeah yeah but he's never beat me in a competition so we there competed a few times together uh you know he he flat out i reckon he is a better triple jumper than me he's pretty he's, good he's very that. good he's very good same pbs but uh he's he's up in those top marks more consistently than i am but uh yeah just comes to comp days he's, he's never got me never got me every time i've got him by a bit Pretty stoked about that. Uh, shout out to you, Dylan. Uh, <laughs> better luck in your future endeavors. <laughs> but um, so did that, won a Conference USA title. Um, and yeah, I only did that in the US. Won a WA State Championships actually, first time over 15 meters. Uh, jumped 220 two days later. Um, after you jumped 15. Yeah. Yeah, I had to, I had to yeah. do triple jumps to get a scholarship in the US. They wanted two events for me. Oh, okay. Because yeah. I was only a 216 jumper at that point. So, um, needed a bit more to contribute to the point system over there. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then I did, uh, did a couple of sprints. I, uh, I've oh, got okay. an international silver medal in the, uh, in the, in the four by 100, made an Australian team. 
but uh, uh no <laughs> all right please explain yeah that yeah is, so yeah. tom youth games uh samoa got over there did my high jump was on first one was one of the i think it was on the first day didn't go too well i uh had a pretty bad ankle going into it very injured jumped 190 there um classic high jump story bad ankles. yeah yeah fun. yeah i was pumped up on any type of painkiller they could give me and i just i just couldn't get through it uh not the best but yeah. um and then the uh, long jumpers were on the same day, and both of our long jumpers both did really well, but uh, both managed to tear their hamstrings. So one of them, Tom Wilson, he was on he was a, he was a really good sprinter, uh, but he was on the four by one team uh, for that. And then the other one was the backup, uh, Rowan Sutton, also with bad hamstring. And uh, the finished events were the long jump, the high jump, and the shot put. So. <laughs> Dead set. <laughs> so um they kind of come up to me and they're like, Look man, we've we've got three choices here. We've got the other high jumper, his name's John O'Hookey. He's uh he would have been like six five, skinny dude. Uh he reckons he's pretty quick, but you know. Um Yeah, what is your hundred PB by the way? I think I ran ten two. Please tell me under eleven. <laughs> no, 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 I ran eleven three when I was over here, just fresh out of high school. Um, yeah, I think I would have probably 10, nine, I'd estimate. Um, yeah, maybe, uh, don't really know, but yeah, hopefully sub 11. Uh, yeah. So had the choice between me, Jono and a bloke called, I think it was Mitch Pepper. I think his name was, and, uh, Mitch Pepper really threw his hat into the ring. He was like, boys, I don't look it, (laughs) (laughs) but I am quick. (laughs) I'm ready. Once I get going. Let's hit the shot put up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, he, he was pretty keen to run a 4 by one I was like, mate, I can't see you running. You'd be waddling. Um, I was like, listen here, look, I, I don't have much on me in terms of flat speed. So what I'll do is I'll do the blocks. I'm pretty quick out of them. You know, done a lot of plyometrics. Um, so, you know, I skipped all the prelims because uh, the long jumpers uh, made it through those. Uh, went straight into the final. <laughs> I come youth games, um, had the camera come past me on the starting box. I just sat oh, like, fuck this. <laughs> what was your like, yeah. you know, intro? Like, did you do like something like, I don't know, when the camera came on you? Uh, yeah, I did thing? actually. We, we all had oh, wristbands yeah. and they were atrocious. And uh, hold that for a second. <laughs> See if I can remember it. You hold my close. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So we had these wristbands and uh, I wiped off the sweat. Black Panther. Oh. <laughs> White Aussie. What year was this? Uh, 2015. Is Black Panther out then? I know, but I did oh, it before he was around, so yeah. you know where they got it from. Maybe probably saw him. Yeah. Um, <laughs> reserve, reserve, reserve. Yeah. By 100 starter. <laughs> you know, it wasn't too bad. Uh, so Botswana was in the final. Uh, they were heavy favorites going in, and they had a couple blokes with a bad hammy as well, so they got a, they got a boxer in. What? Yeah, they got a boxer in to do the four by one. Yeah, they got a boxer in to do the four by one, and so I was like, you know what, this can't be that bad. It can't be. That yeah, cool. and then England also had a an injury, and they got a fifteen hundred meter runner on the last leg. So you think you'd have to <laughs> so run, the know? two favourites yeah. were yeah Botswana and uh, England, and then us. And so I was kind of saying, and I was like, look, like they can do it, I can do it. Uh, yeah, but yeah, got out the blocks, first 30. Fantastic, man. Got out there. The adrenaline. Got there. Yeah. I was like, my God, I'm with them. <laughs> this is awesome. 
The next thing I know, I had this little boxer from Botswana running past me. I'm like, <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> so you were, were smoking my boxer. Yeah. It's really quick. He was flying. Um, yeah, handed it off to, uh, I think it was Jono. And, what was your uh, call for the hand? Was it just, boy. Boy. <laughs> Oi! Nice. Right, mate. <laughs> Take it from here. Um, but yeah, no, we uh, we got down to that last leg, and Lockie McDermott was on it, and uh, he was like a 10-5 dude when he was under 18. He's a really quick bloke, Western Australian. Um, and uh, Botswana was in the lead. Uh, England, actually, England was in the lead. They had their 1,500-meter runner on. They were like 10 meters in the lead as well. They had a significant lead. Um, And then it was Botswana and their bloke was pretty quick. Um, So look, we were England, Botswana, us, pretty close. Locking me down and I was like, all right, cool, here we go. Thinking we're getting a bronze. Little do we know, this 1500 runner. (laughs) My God, he was slow. This poor guy. Poor bloke. What do you reckon reckon he would run? What do you reckon he would run? Yeah, that's what do I reckon yeah. it would have run? Probably like twelve seconds. <laughs> it was looking pretty rough. Against he was like chopping the entire way. No good. Yeah, he's... yeah, he hit a wall. Um, don't think he's run that fast in his life, but a bit rough. Yeah, so ended up taking a second on that one. Um, so that's the story of my international silver medal in the four by one. Is that your only international medal as well? No, nah, Oceania's. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah Oceania's Did you not win silver. Oceania? No, no, oh, go silver, go silver. Nice. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That is that is so good. Pretty special, oh, yeah. Yeah. Um but yeah, no, that was that was that was pretty fun. Really yeah. enjoyed that one. And then uh another accolade uh came forth in the big six sixty meters. Oh yeah. yeah. That was a solid one. That's yeah. very impressive. Six okay, yeah. We yeah. we are Chris and I are massive fans of big Yeah, we love the big yeah. things. Oh it's awesome. Great, great event. Great event. Another yeah. another event where little Fan girl Michael fell in love with Grant and Claire. <laughs> I remember watching you guys at the Big Six. Yeah, that was pretty sick. Yeah, it's always a fun event. Yeah. Move on to the next yeah. question. All right, uh, this is actually for the pair of you. Guess who? Yeah, uh, Breslin. Oh Chris, take it away. Jeez. He's got nothing better to do, does he? <laughs> um, favorite Nationals host. I'm assuming host state. Yeah. yeah. Oh. MC. No. I mean, yeah. I feel like you gotta have Sydney. Yeah, like, it's it's, it's really awesome. hard to go past them. Sydney's yeah. just iconic, yeah. and you go and like mm. it's just a place nationals to be. Like Gold Coast is pretty good, but boy, was it hot. Yeah, but Sydney's just the absolute OG, and you get the I do crowd, like Sydney. It's, it's good really yeah. because is that Olympic Park? Yeah, that's yeah. a really good stadium. The yeah. only thing I don't like about Sydney is that the if brain. you're not staying in Olympic Park, your life is so hard. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like navigating Sydney is just like, whew. yeah, yeah. 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 Just like it always rains. It's always yeah, gonna okay. rain at least yeah. one day in nationals, and you just gotta hope that it's not gonna be competing. Yeah. Great crowd in Sydney because yeah. you have the uh, juniors, and then you have the opens followed by that. And it's always just like yeah. they're gonna yeah. be split up. Yeah, yeah. Split up. yeah. that's yeah. that's ridiculous. No, it, it kills it kills the opens when they do that. Because the only crowd you get yeah. is the juniors, because <laughs> no one gives a fuck about athletics in WA. <laughs> Sorry, in Australia. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 It's not the best move, honestly. I don't know what AA is thinking most yeah. of the time. Yeah, because you think yeah. it would be cheaper to do one big one as well. Like Look, they're not so wise. Yeah, well, I make And they up. are tools. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, not the biggest fan. Not the biggest fan of them. Yeah. 
Move on to the next question. Fair enough. Um, Once again, Breslin. Breslin, Breslin again. He asked. <laughs> Interesting question. Yeah, I don't know. But race, yeah. Yeah. Oh, race yeah. walking or pole vault? Oh, he asked this last night. He was like, got some inside meaning to it. Race yeah, no, no, no. So what he asked last night is if you had children, would you make them do race walking or pole vault? And I'm such a huge fan of Declan Tingey that I have to choose race walking. Oh, okay. <laughs> wow. Fair enough. Absolutely. Well, I'm going to say pole vault. It's been my dream. I'm some, I wish I did it. Okay. But uh, Alex Parnoff always tried. And I'll see uh Last thing he said to me before I left America, he said, my biggest regret is never getting you to, to a pole vault session with me. Nana and then he was, uh, Nana never <laughs> allowed it. He always told me no. And he allowed it one time. And then Liz Parnoff did her knee and I didn't get my session. And next thing I know, he was shipped off to Russia and I was in America. So. Oh, wow. Just wasn't meant to be. Wasn't meant to be. So if, if you guys had a kid, we gotta we gotta settle this here. In all honesty, now. it would be it would be pole vault for oh, sure, I mean, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Compromise. Sorry, no. <laughs> that much to him. <laughs> oh god, pole vault is sick. Love it. Great oh, event. Yeah, yeah. it is pretty good. Bronze medal at the uh, area champs for Melville Athletics on the walk. Wow. Oh wow. Well done, Claire. That's that's, that's excellent. Jesus, you made it. That's when you peaked. I know it was pretty yeah. good. It's pretty good day. The walk is a stitch. Yeah, it is a tough event. It's grueling. Never done it before. Yeah. Just try it out. Don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> Go to the next question. This is from. We can't see the full username, yeah. but from memory, is it either Aussie athlete Tom or Aussie athlete Sam? I got a feeling it's Tom. I think it's Tom as well. Yeah. So Aussie, Aussie athlete. athlete, Aussie underscore athlete underscore Tom. Take it away, Chris. There you go. What is your, what is your biggest failure, and how did you over? I'm assuming you overcome it. Yeah. There's a lot of them. Um. <laughs> I think for me, it was World Juniors. That was that hit me really, really hard. I think I'd come into that, um, I think it was 182 you needed for that comp. This and is not your sickness flu. One. This is not your no, sickness one. No, so this is year. So the... I did World Under 18s, yeah. and then the next year was World Under 20s. I was a junior year, so I technically was like a year younger than everyone else that was in it, which puts you at a slight disadvantage, but it's how the world works. And then... It was one of my best seasons. I'd been so consistent. I'd been at 180, you know, 181, 179 the entire season. And I just, it was waiting. It should have been there. I should have been on it. And I remember Nationals missing out on that. And I jumped 177 and I was devastated. Like I just wanted to cry for days. And then I think mum told me, she's like, Claire, pick yourself back up. Like, you know, you've got it. You can either sit here and cry or you can get back up and you can work for it. And you remember that when you're on those winter training days where you're fucking dying. 200 and 300. When you're running them or we're running up nice. and you've got those uh, death laps. Oh, yeah. death laps. Death laps. I hate death I laps. Know. I prefer 200s and 300s over death laps. Yeah. So it was kind of, you know, she was like, pick yourself back up. I had senior nationals in two weeks and I was like, all right, let's do it. Um, went back to training. I got back to training on Monday and I jumped 83 two weeks later. And it was like, I tried a petition to get on the team because the entries didn't close for juniors until June, but Australia closed in, in March and they just said no. Um, I don't think they even sent a female high jumper the, that year. They didn't have any. Dog. I know. Yeah. And so I just couldn't understand, but it was... Yeah. For me, that learning curve taught me I just picked myself back up and every time I was dying in those death laps and the, that winter training, it was you don't want to feel that again and you want to be on that next team and the next season was probably the best season I had ever to date. So. Nice. 
That's your yeah. little rocky. That's my little rocky. Yeah. Just quietly, what a version story. Death laps with all like, all the different stations. Oh, it's f- yeah, so you gotta you gotta like them, yeah. run and then run back and then you gotta do some like so, yeah. jumps and then oh it's in not- the moment our death laps. Well, we're transitioning away from them because we're getting into summer. But death laps are a four hundred meter lap, and at every hundred meters you have a plow drill to do. So the first before you start running, you do split jumps, then you run hundred. And you do deep squat jumps and you run 100 and then you do burpees. The burpees is the one that kills me. <laughs> I'm 6'4 and I can't get down to the ground and then flatten out. They are so hard. And then run another 100 push ups, which you'd think is pretty hard for hard jumpers. And then sprint the last 100. It's hard. It's yeah. tough. It's and the right. sprinters think we don't work. <laughs> Grant. Um. A few failures, but I'd say the, uh, not my biggest failure, but the scariest set of failures I've had was uh, right before World Unis. Oh, so really? Yeah, yeah. So, um, I, I was going through training, went through a quick uh, building phase, got back to jumping. Everything was okay. Um, went over to Europe and uh, it was my first professional competition. It was the EAP, which is kind of like a step below Diamond League. And I was competing against like Tom Gale. Uh, oh, wow. I think, yeah, Robbie Grabars was there. Whole really? Bunch. Yeah. Uh, wow. Yeah, some really, really like high key athletes. Mm. Um, got off the plane day before, went to go jump, uh, fouled out on two meters, no height. Yeah, like first professional competition. That hurts. That yeah. Hurts. So that was that. Then uh, went off to Poland for a quick training camp. I, uh, I have a Polish citizenship, so I was getting ready to compete in the national championships. Um, but before that I had a comp in Sopot, which is like North of Poland and it was another professional comp and, uh, it was Mutaz Bar Shims oh, yeah. return to competition <laughs> after yeah. he broke his ankle. I love that him. His first right. competition back. All right. The first comp after he almost broke the world record as well. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah, no. So went there really excited, uh, the manager of the club said, yeah, some guys from Adidas are here to watch you, uh, looking at a sponsorship and all that. And I was like, Fuck, like I better do well today. Uh, this is, this is big. I got, you know, Mutaz Shim here. I've got Brayton Poole. Uh, he's like, a, oh, he's, really? he's, he's yeah, 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 he's, yeah. He's insane. Yeah. He's awesome. Yeah. Really nice guy. Yeah. Um, yeah, I made friends with him at uh, world unis, but, um, yeah, I'm getting to talk to Sorry. Do you have, do you have a chat with Barsham? Yeah, he did. Yeah, I did. I did. Uh, had Sylvester Bednarek, a European indoor champion. Yeah, Raj, I forgot his last name. He was an Asian Games champion. Um, look, there were a lot of big names there. Uh, it was it was a seriously seriously high caliber comp, and uh, came inside at two meters. Felt good. Skipped two ten. Run up was off. Uh, fouled out two ten. That was it. it. Yeah. Um, so yeah. Then at this point, I uh, had World Unis in two weeks following, and I was shitting myself. I was like, I, I can't clear 210 right now. This is this is horrible. I'm going to come all the way here and fail out at 205. Like, Jesus Christ. And so I uh, went to the Polish Nationals um, the week after Mutaz Vashim and all that. And uh, Vashim jumped 27 at the comp. He did. Yeah. He did. Yeah. He had a great day. Yeah. He won it. It was really cool. Yeah. Great to watch. He's, he's an amazing athlete. Yeah. I'd yeah. always love to see him in person. Jesus Christ. He's, he's a feather. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so... Actually, yeah, right after that competition, I went for drinks with uh, Sylvester Bednarek, the European indoor champion. And, uh, geez, he's an alcoholic. 
Oh. And so it's Brayson Poole and uh, Mutaz Bashim's training partner, and we met with Mutaz along the night. Partner? Uh, it's Umdi Alam, and I can't spell his last oh, name. Okay. I actually helped him guess college. Oh uh, wow! Yeah, kept in contact wow. with him. Wow. Um, yeah, I went for drinks with him and had a good chat with uh, Sylvester Bednarik, and he kind of put me back on my horse and said, "All right, cool, pick it up. Let's go Polish champs uh, in a couple of weeks and or next week." And I was like, "Yeah, all right, let's fucking go." So got there. Uh, I had to do the triple jump. Did the triple jump in a high jump spikes. Jumped fifteen twenty something PV. Won it. Oh, oh really? Yeah, yeah. yeah, it was under twenty threes. Oh yeah. Um, took, cool. took the dub. So I was a Polish national champion. And two days later, I went to the high jump. Now, uh, because I had only cleared two meters in Europe, that's what they had as my PB. So, Gonzalez, PB two meters. Oh, he's coming in at two meters as well. That's how weird. Yeah, came in at two hundred one. Wait, I, uh, wait, yeah, whoa. and I didn't speak Maybe. much English, so I was saying to them, and they're like, 201, you sure about that? I was like, yeah, <laughs> pretty sure. <laughs> and uh, so, pretty high caliber comp. I think there were three guys over 220 um, PBs. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I went in and jumping against a guy called Norbert Kobielski, a 230 guy now, 224 at that competition. Um, but yeah, went in, came in at 201, and I heard something, blah, 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 Grant Shalek. And I was like, sick, all right, getting announced for clearing 201. Sorry, backtrack. I went to the call room and uh, at the call room, they, they call out my name. They're looking for uh, Shalek. And that's not how you say my name in English. It's Zalek. Shalek. I was looking at I was like, where the fuck is this dickhead? <laughs> <laughs> Mate, you checked in. Do not be late to the call room. <laughs> I was like, oh, that's me. <laughs> Uh, yeah, cleared two meters, and I just hear my name, and everyone's starting to applaud. Clear toy five, everyone's starting to applaud. I'm just getting really hyped up at this point about clearing toy five because you know, like, I haven't cleared that high. Yeah, it's a win, and it's the crowd's win. just going crazy for me. I was like, yes, because <laughs> they did they think it was a payback for you? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> two oh eight, you know? yeah. <laughs> commentator starts yelling, and I'm like, yeah, <laughs> this is great. <laughs> two eleven, yeah. <laughs> The entire crowd is going crazy at this point. Like, oh. yeah, I, uh, then 214, um, I just starts going nuts and I start going nuts for clearing 214, which is like below my season's average. Like my season's average that year was 215. Um, so 214 wasn't a big deal to me. It shouldn't have been, but for that day, Jesus Christ, it was, yeah. um, then went to 216. And at this point there's just three of us left. So first attempt at 2.16, missed, second attempt, uh, wobbled the bar, stayed on for about two seconds and then fell on. I was yeah, like, I've seen that, yeah. yeah. Yeah, some serious bar wobble there, um, no bar love. And then Norbert cleared, uh, the other guy was out and missed his third attempt. Norbert cleared 2.16, so I was like, fuck it, like, I'm going to go for the goal or I'm going to try to beat Norbert today, that's it. So I went to 2.18, one attempt left, uh, had to clear my first attempt, fucking skied it. Straight no. over. Yeah, the entire crowd yeah. was going nuts. This commentator was literally saying that scream. Yeah. It's me, baby. <laughs> <laughs> and I was just I was yelling like it just it, I just got overcome with like just like it was a big competition, like five thousand people there watching. And I was really? like oh, Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah like yeah. athletics in Europe it's a big thing, same yeah, in the US. Yeah, like it's it's so different to here. Yeah. Um I was just going crazy for 218 and you know it was it was the third biggest jump in my career in in defense you know but um still currently third biggest jump hey yeah 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 yeah, yeah. so 221 220 218 yeah and a bunch of 217s 216s all that but um 
yeah, so went to 220. Uh, I actually skipped that just because I was tired. I'd done so many jumps because I didn't really skip any heights or anything. Um, I think by that point I'd done like 11 jumps. So I was, I was pretty dead. Uh, skipped 220 once to go for 222, yeah. you know, PB. So I uh, did that, Norbert, uh, clear 220, went to 222. Uh, had a good attempt at it, good crack, and then Norbert cleared it first attempt. And I was like, fuck it, you know what? Today I'm going for the win. Yeah. Like, I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go for 224. So I skipped to 224. And the announcer was just like, holy shit. <laughs> 24 centimeter PB, my God. This guy's ballsy. <laughs> did you get um, drug tested that day? I did. I did. Yeah, I did. <laughs> Makes sense, yeah. yeah. I got drug tested twice that weekend, actually, for the triple jump as well. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, because I came in with a no PB in the triple jump. <laughs> and I only took one jump. It was the first round. took one jump. Called it a day. Won it. Oh, my goodness. Um, went off. Um, but, yeah, no, nah, so it went to 224. Uh, had two really good cracks at it. Norbert cleared it. Ended up jumping a PB that day, 227. Wow. First time clearing PB yeah, in like wow. three years. That's, it was good. Yeah, I was, I was stoked that I could help him to it. He was a really yeah. nice guy. Yeah. Um, but yeah, after that, actually, so I got approached by the Polish athletics uh, director, whoever he was, and he said, you want to make the switch to Poland and compete for us instead? And I was like, what's in it? And he goes, well, you get paid. Right, we'll pay for your competitions. We'll do this, 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 this. We'll fund you. We'll give you facilities, give you coaches. I tried. I tried. I gave it a shot. I couldn't because I represented Australia in Oceania less than three years beforehand. So I wasn't allowed to make the switch. Really? Yeah. Okay. But I attempted so to do it. Yeah. Okay. Um, you know, like I, I had to pay $6,000 to represent Australia at World Unis or I could get paid to represent Poland. Yeah. Poland. yeah i mean like look I'm, I'm all for being you know being yeah, yeah. true to your country and all that but when your country's not being true to you you know when they're making you pay six thousand dollars to compete for them it's insane like you can't justify that i think it's atrocious uh i've said a few times I'm not a big fan of aa yeah. uh they've really squandered a huge opportunity to grow sport and to you know develop athletes on a much broader sense than just the elite end um it's yeah, some really bad administration over there, but besides the point. So I, uh, <laughs> I, I tried to make that switch. Um, couldn't, uh, actually got to world unis late cause I was trying to make that switch. Um, and as soon as I got the no go straight off to world unis, um, would you have competed for Poland those world unis if you could get a switch? No, I actually would have gone to <laughs> European championships. Oh, that would be well, yeah, hasn't the yeah. open European championships. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. nice. Um, so that's where I would have gone instead. Um, in Germany? Yeah. That year? I think so. So we've done under 23s and the Opens. Uh, so I think, I can't remember. I think it was Sweden for under 23s. Okay. It's the same week as World Unis. Yeah, um, yeah that, was, that was a decision I made until I couldn't do that. Um, yeah, so I went to World Unis uh, after all this thinking I'm not even going to compete there. Um, being pretty happy to be away from AA and getting supported and, you know, that got crushed pretty quickly and, uh, qualifying round. I came in, I think I was ranked 16th overall with a 221. Um, so my goal was to get to the final. That's what I was there for. You know, I knew I'd have to jump 215 first attempt to do it. That's, that's what's done every year. Mm. Um, went in, just had the day of my life, cleared 215 by a mile. Uh, had some really good attempts at 220 in that qualifying round as well. 
came through the final and uh yeah so i made the final absolutely stoked about it just i did what i came there to do you know that was it i've, I've reached my goal um went to the final and i was i was there for fun that was it like i was there i was just having a good time i was enjoying myself you know whatever happened from that point on i'd done what i came there to do i'd come top 12 i'd made a world union games final um pretty big yeah yeah it was awesome uh you know it capped off my season in the best way uh cleared 215 first attempt in the final um went to 218 and look i, I didn't get it i had some good attempts um i was in better shape than that competition showed people uh but you know what it's it's a major championship and anything can happen at majors and i guess i just did average that was it i, I just did my average did what i've my season's average that was it was okay yeah but uh yeah that capped off that season and i was uh, off to the u.s a few months later but uh yeah so it really went from that low point of uh you know no hiding first competition in europe First pro comp really hit that low. Came all the way around to that point where I was reaching my PB. goal for the yeah. season. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's, yeah Kat Poland's story is crazy. Yeah, that's yeah. so funny. Yeah. Like, yeah. It's things like that that you just like hold on to as well yeah. as like you know highlights as well. Yeah, and it's all on YouTube. Go check it out. I was going nuts. <laughs> oh, will. That's yeah. yeah, yeah. I was literally just standing there screaming for like a solid like ten seconds, <laughs> <laughs> just walking around the mat yelling. Nice. that's pretty sick yeah um that was a good question actually yeah that was a good question for the athlete tom thank you for that yeah thanks man for our final question it would be fitting to say that it is aaron breslin and it is <laughs> and the I, question's quite fitting i like well. this question some well. of aaron good. coming through 2022 <laughs> can you read through the screen oh no ways what do you say almost almost similar chris take it away he says best aaron breslin moment Jesus Christ. Oh, I've got that. Listening to him, PSAs. I think it was PSAs. He's out there and the announcer's just talking up. He's, you know, doing his thing. And I'm like, is that Aaron Breslin on the microphone? It just sounds exactly like him. And he's found his twin. So, Aaron Breslin, you need to become the new announcer for Aths WA. Um, they're waiting for you. And, yeah. Aaron on the mic for commentary. Oh my god! Commentary. It'd just be full of puns. It's actually yeah. <laughs> Chris Michael cooking up a barbecue chicken pizza at the start line. Oh, mate, no idea what you meant by that. No idea to this day. Grant, uh, what's your best Aaron Breslin moment? Mate, it has to be too many. One of the series of nights spent down at the Av. <laughs> On a on a Sunday night, uh, biggest season of his life. He was it was there, probably every second weekend for about four months. <laughs> oh, yeah, Aaron, um, a few I've good moments on that so one. Much. Just, I've yeah. never been so disappointed. Yeah, 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 I bet you're going so asking that question now, aren't you, Aaron? That's right. <laughs> that's your best Aaron Breslin moment by far. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, for this next question, we're gonna get a caller on the line. And none other than Nenad Paiske himself. Hey Nenad, how are you? We're on the podcast and we are recording. You were high jumpers and you are you were in America and you are both back. Correct. Can you give us two pros and two cons to go to America? Thank you. Absolutely. There we go. Pro, you get paid to be able to travel the world, study for free and just experience a life and opportunity you never would otherwise. Very good, thank you. Con, 
the quality of training uh-huh. is not as good as Australia. And the magic of Nana and Pasca. I'll take, the, I, I'll take this personally, being your coach. Uh, yeah, I was expecting that. Thanks for that. Uh, You're welcome. What do you... Do you have something different? Yeah, no, I uh, I agree. So, I'd you say... You can't say the same as me. <laughs> well, you see, the con is if you don't choose the right coach for your event, you're going to be in a bit of strife. Uh, I mean, coaching, if you've got a good coach, it doesn't really matter where you are, you're going to be okay. It's, it's all about the coach. So that's what you focus on. Uh, a good coach can make any environment good. Um, so con is that a lot of people choose the wrong coaches for themselves. Um, and it's hard to choose the right coach because you're limited as to what information you can get. And then pro is that it will probably be the best experience of your life it's uh it's it's all around just it's so worth it it's so many intangibles uh you know you you're on a scholarship that's worth you know one hundred and twenty thousand dollars all up um with everything included it's it's honestly unbelievable uh i can definitely uh understand and and feel that uh, as a parent i would definitely you know, be pro, uh, but I have my my angle. You know, coaches and coach and stuff, yeah. and, and, and athletes. So I, I'm I'm more curious about actually. Uh, do you have any option there to change or, or to pick the coach, or or you are kind of once you're there, you you know, flexibility in that area. Uh, just really depends on your coach. And I think for me, I was able to make that switch. It's something that. These days, they've, they've changed it. So when I first got there, it was still pretty strict and you couldn't actually transfer schools. Um, and they, my first year in America, they actually changed the rules. So it gave athletes the freedom if they didn't like the environment or the coach to be able to leave and be allowed to leave as well. So thankful for that being that you could. And I think, I think the hardest part for people is, as Grant said, finding the right coach for you because – a lot of them tell you what you want to hear um, as a, you know, as they're recruiting, but it's different to what it's actually like there. So it was once, I guess, once you knew the system and once you could kind of understand what was going on, it was easier to navigate that world and navigate the coaches um, and I guess find someone that was a bit more suitable as well. Yeah. Can I have more questions or that's it? Go for yeah, it. you can have another couple if you want. One of your days is it's it's very interesting actually to the fact that you both uh, stop actually high jumping. Is mm-hmm. is there any is there any particular or gener- kind of generic reason for that, or <laughs> you're just coincidentally both stop uh, uh, with uh, training? I think that was definitely an independent decision on both of our behalves. Um, for me, it was. If, if I can't put in 100% to athletics, which I don't feel I can working a full-time, you know, very stressful uh, job, um, I actually, you know, it's, it's, put it this way, it's not a particularly fun sport. You know, it's not like soccer where you go get off the field and, you know, you finish training, you got a big smile on your face. You finish athletics training and you're tired. You get in your car and you just want to go home and sleep. Um, so the reason I do it was cause I'm just a very competitive person. And so if I can't, 
utilize uh, my time and my talents in the best way possible for the event. Uh, and I can't compete against myself. I can't beat what I did a few years ago and I can't get to my maximum potential. Uh, I'd rather put my resources elsewhere, my time. Um, and that's gone into, you know, other things I'm doing right now, like, you know, uh, the business that I'm running and, you know, just, uh, enjoying other hobbies and enjoying a bit more adrenaline sports and, you know, other quote unquote fun things. Is that a fair enough answer? No, it's good. It's very good. Uh, Claire, where's Claire in this? Yeah. Um, I mean, I think there's definitely aspects similar to Grant, but I think for me, I'm the same. Like, I'm very, very hard on myself and always want to be the best. And I think, well, being, I mean, two aspects of it. So being over there, you're paid to be there. You're given everything you possibly could imagine. You're given medical, you're given you know, anything nutrition-wise, your food, your rent, your training, your clothes, anything you need. It's all there. Um, The travel physio. The travel physio, yeah, everything. And so then you go from having all this support to then, I guess, having, you know, you knowing you're graduating, you're knowing this kind of aspect of your life and chapter of your life's ending and you look to go, okay, people are saying you're going to go jump back home and it makes you think and... I guess at that point for me, it was weighing up going, am I good enough to go to the Olympics at this point? And the tough answer was no at that point. And it's, you know, take it back five years. Would would have I said differently? Yes. But I mean, given just what happened and some things are unfortunate, but it just led to the point where, you know, you have that hard realization and you have those kind of hard chats with yourself and, I mean, bottom line, if I'm not good enough to be making that senior Australian team at 24, you know, 24 years old, you're on your own. So you're coming back, you're then put in a financial situation where you're having to pay for competitions, you have to pay for training, you have to pay for physio, for weightlifting, everything. And it becomes more of a sacrifice. Um, You have to give up. Yeah, it becomes a burden where you're giving up rather than... Um, enjoying it and so it was at that point that I was kind of um, I think Sean was a pivotal moment when he quit that was I'd been thinking about it and when he said I'm done that was the day I decided I'm done once I was finished and I was graduated so it was a decision to basically decide to start living life and you know going on holiday and you know just going out to dinner and drinks with friends and enjoying that aspect that freedom of time um, and also ability to be able to work and make some money that really was the kind of dividing or what made the decision for me. Yeah, okay. Thanks very much. And there is one more only. Uh, what are we having here, here back? Uh, and as we're struggling with the high jump, high jump coaches, um, number I'm thinking of high jump coaches we're struggling with, uh, can we expect you guys being involved in coaching a little bit more than just uh, occasionally with the schools and stuff like I that? Know, that would be interesting. I agree. Yeah. It's it's something we both said after yeah. the season. I mean, we had a, some pretty cool results mm. at PSA. Yeah, um, exactly. Yeah. Some of the best results they had at the school. <laughs> and so, I mean, for me, I love it. It's something that I don't. I think I'll always do simply because I love seeing mm. the kids pb and do well and you know when they listen and things click for them and they're just in that headspace so i think it's something i'll always love to do it's just finding that balance of 
um, being able to get out to the track and uh, have the time. But for sure, yes. No, no, you got some athletes for us? I have some ideas for you, but I'm not. We're not going to. I was uh, I was thinking about it for a little while now. Actually, I do want to get back into coaching. It'd be great. If you have any questions, any uh, uh, if I can help, I will definitely. So yeah, send us uh, math leads. Is on, on the track. Better right? give us on a call. Yeah. <laughs> no problem. <laughs> that was great to, to hear from you. That's fantastic. Yeah, I wish you definitely all the best. Nenad. Lovely. Thanks for the questions. Thanks for calling in, Nenad. Thanks. No, thanks, guys. Yeah. Bye. Cheers. Sort of starting to wrap up this episode. Um, got, we've kind of talked about your future plans, business, business. You haven't plugged your business yet. What are you, what are you working <laughs> on? <laughs> uh, so it's a small company called Able Trailers. Uh, we make custom trailers um, and we're going to start selling some uh, teardrop camper trailers very soon. Uh, yeah, come check us out, uh, abletrailers.com. If uh, you or your parents need a trailer, I got you. <laughs> Give you the uh, Athletics WA discount. I, can know that. <laughs> I need a trailer. Sorry? If I need a trailer. You know exactly where to go. Sounds good. So, yeah, yeah future plans for both of you is pretty much really scaling your businesses. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anything else exciting or is it mainly just living your life, having a good time sort of thing? I mean, it's a cool concept. We're just at a point where anything can happen and you can kind of take the career in whatever way. So, I mean, Daily's my baby and it's been the last two years really of kind of building that and it's really cool to be at the end stages where like the final, you know, everything's coming together and you can see it and it's, you know, visually there. Um, so yeah, follow it at your daily on Instagram would be yeah, great. I'm loving the frequent posts of like the little quizzes for the posts. Oh, do you like, like the memes? I love the memes. <laughs> yeah, we're getting Thank around you. the memes. You got to add yeah. some, you know, funkiness to the, yeah. to the stuff because, yeah. you know, you got some interesting topics on yeah. there. But, uh, no, so that's been pretty fun. And then also working as a nutritionist and marketing manager for a fresh, uh, wholesale and retail group out in, uh, Bassendine. So that's been pretty fun. And yeah, just build a career from here and see how much we can grind and just make the most of it, really. Last section we ask all our guests this. What would you like to see, even though you're not competing anymore? What would you like to see from athletics in WA in the future Oof. to improve? Uh, more funding, but for coaches. Encourage coaches. One good coach can make 10 good athletes. Um, I, I believe that should be the top priority of Athletics Australia should be coaches, you know, um, and then athletes followed by that and then admin third. Unfortunately, it's the exact opposite way around right now. But uh, I think to really develop Athletics WA, you need to develop coaches like that. If you can develop coaches, you've done the first step, right? Um, we lack a lot too, which makes it hard. Like we need, yeah. we need to be able to have one coach for an event group because if that coach isn't right for you, you need an alternative to be able to move to. And yeah. Currently, we don't have that. Yeah, and you just need to incentivize coaches. You know, just get something there and say, look, like you have a pathway, you can actually grow in this field. And you know, I, I think Australia, sorry, Western Australia, uh, has what one full time coach actually employed by Waste. Danny. Oh, no, no. Uh, Paul no, Burgess. Paul yeah, obviously. Yeah, so, I mean, look, I really don't need to say much more than that. You know, we, we had seven full-time coaches in my college 
and you wonder why America's doing so well in track and field. It's yeah. it's that like yeah, you you've got this environment where you can take athletes through through a high level program because uh, you have high level coaches. Um, and yeah, if we if we can really emphasize just that, you know, I, I think it's going to be a big step forward uh, for athletes. You know, you can bring the most out of each athlete, which is awesome. Self clear. Um, I think they need to change the way, and I'd say more at Australia as a whole, they need to change their marketing structure and how they do things. I think they spend a lot of time, or people spend a lot of time saying no one likes athletics and no one cares to watch it. We don't promote it in a way that makes people want to watch it. Like Nitro was great. Nitro was great. Mm. We then There is so many creative ways, and you have so many young people in the sport that have absolutely brilliant ideas, yet it's older, out-of-date people that are making the decisions around the marketing and how things are being portrayed. And you want to, you know, pump sprinting, great. But there's events like Triple Jump or, you know, you take our pole vaulters and there's the ability to transform the way that Australia sees those events, but the money isn't put into that and the creativity isn't put into that. And I think being able to hand over some of that to the athletes and, you know, see what they can produce because, you know, we're the future of the sport and we know what it can be and let us kind of show that and do our part and potentially change and improve the sport as a whole so yeah that was very valid points there but no even though that is like valid um yeah those are very insightful great answers um you know if you want to so yeah Tag at West and the track chats Instagram so they can never never listen. (laughs) (laughs) You guys are done. You're fine. We gotta watch out though. Um, I don't mind. Yeah, if this can somehow get back to at West or at Australia, look, we love you, but like, please help us. Um, (laughs) We nah, it's it's nah. We don't we don't do this just to. You think you you, but say what you feel. Nah, but nah. We if this could get back to. Athletes worse or Australia, we very much appreciate it. Um, but other than that, this has been a pretty good episode. Chris, do you want to wrap it up? Um, don't know. Guys, wrap it up. But thank you for coming on, both of you. No, no, thank you for having us. So, no, it's been a while, but yeah, absolute yeah, yeah. pleasure, fellas. Yeah, it's been really nice to talk to you guys. Um, uh, and you, your insightful information on America and. Pretty just much your mature take on how to compete and hold yourself is really, really good. And of course, it's always nice to chat with you guys anyway, um, since I'm a bit of a fangirl. So (laughs) we love that. Thanks for coming on. Thanks, guys. guys. And thanks for our listeners to listening. Um, Make sure to follow our Instagram account at Track Chats No Spaces for any upcoming um, Track Chat podcasts. Thanks for listening. See ya.